0: How's the life? Um, yeah, how's, how's your life going?
1: Objectively pretty bad. Okay. All right. This is, this is a nice warm wind. Actually, which makes sense for why we're starting the podcast off with this bad boy today. All
2: right. Cheers. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, cheers. 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 All right. What are you taking there before you do this? Um... Some Jamaican rum. I don't even know who makes it.
1: Ooh. Nice. I have iced delish. Kettle
0: One rum, or vodka. You got slow one, though? <sighs> Let's chase I, that down. I, oh, man. <clears throat> you know,
1: I really, I really think Kettle One is far, far superior to Grey Goose.
2: I, I would agree. Kettle One is delish.
1: It is, and I think it's it's... <laughs> It's actually smooth. Like, I mean, a shot's a shot, but it's a great goose. I absolutely will, will do the. <coughs> yeah. With kind of one, like, a good grimace is all you need. Yeah. How was your Jamaican rum?
2: Oh, it was all right. Did you see his face? Yeah, my face wasn't too great. Um, I, actually, I I, lo- I, love I was, was going to do. You, actually, you do the
1: same thing every time, like, especially like, when you're here. You always, like, open up your bottom lip. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like. Uh, yeah
2: (laughs) that's the cringe face that's when you know
1: (laughs) so okay so real quick i was over at your parents house the other day because they were going to watch rc yeah
2: i I heard they're opening up a board game store for me
1: yeah wow (laughs) okay so Rico, rico literally has this huge stack of games of gorgeous-looking games, too, and, like, you have no idea how much I wanted to just be like, I'll take those. Yeah, I'll hold on to them for you. No, me. no, yeah, and, like, I'll ship them to Rico. After we play After them. we play all of them.
2: <laughs> uh, I might get them faster if you did that.
1: <laughs> um. Well, well, okay, so you have Catacombs 2nd Edition, which, god, I just, whatever. Either way, the, the new one, the big box one, which if you look at the previous editions, Catacombs is, a is like, this size. A little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. The new edition is... Yeah, it's a big box. It's a huge box. I've seen that, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, you have uh, Seven Wonders Duel, which is perfect, because I don't want to buy that game, but I'm dying to play it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, You have Star Wars Armada. Again, I wouldn't mind playing it once, but I am absolutely not going to buy that game. Yeah. Then, apparently, he has, like, a secret stash for you of games that I didn't see. (laughs) Really? secret (laughs) stash? Because I would talk about... we. I talked about some games that he has. He purchased Harbor... Okay, um, which I feel, which I feel like I need to go play with him because he said he didn't really understand the rules, and then he said I told him the story of how you just you literally are unable to buy that game, <laughs> where you bought it in stores I've told you, unfortunately, sir, I can't sell it to you. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Oh, there's a copy for Rico in the box
2: as well." They they literally say, "Um, you you can have your money back. We no longer ex- want your money for this game." Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. I know it'll never happen and it's almost of. I need to like take a computer over to him and talk about his views on games I think they'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um he has a bunch of the Dice Hate Me the small games like he has Diner. Okay. I love that. Which uh him and, and your little sister have been playing apparently? Yeah, yeah You know it's just just how it's it's an awesome game. Like it's perfect. RC plays it and loves it. We we played at the gap.
2: Yeah, we did. Oh that's um, awesome. How like the back room, or were you just like uh, there's, there's there's a, there's a there's a there's
1: a slight hallway uh, where the camera can't see you before we opened. Okay, and so we sat on the floor and played it together.
0: Yep, that's great. Um, also played Love Letter. That was my first play Love Letter. person
1: you ever played Love Letter? <laughs> he has uh, like 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 the he's like the pie one where you have to make pies that are nice, hate me. Yeah, like, all these victory. All these like random games, and I was like, oh, you are up in your mini
2: game, uh, <laughs> Barnabas. I noticed in the Amazon shopping cart because Lady Wasman yesterday was like, oh my gosh, are you getting this game? It looks so cute. I was like, nope. Uh, Bella the Ball, which is another dice me. That's a great <laughs>
0: game.
1: Uh, we just played Bella of the Ball a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. uh, four player. Pretty high on the fun factor. Like, I don't know how deep <laughs> of a game that is. Yeah, nah. At all. But like, just the sheer ridiculousness of it. Like, mm-hmm. all the names of all the characters are, are just absurd. And just like four dudes playing bell of the ball, trying to make a party is just, it's just funny. Yeah. And just, it's just, it just works. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's enough of a game there that it's not boring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's essentially what, set collection? Mm-hmm. It's set collection, more or less? Yeah. All right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know what is funny? And then again, playing with Bus and Z-Man, they, they finally went after cards that would dick the other person. Gotcha. So in the middle of the ball, they search for the few cards that will let you screw over everybody else, which is a perfect testament to those guys and how they play. Yeah, basically. Uh, but either way, like, your growing game catalog over there it excites me, and I was almost about to text you to be like, do you want me to take these for you and ship them to you?
2: Like I said, man, I probably would get them sooner, but... Yeah. I know.
1: I wonder how much that would cost. I should look into that. Because I, I almost I almost was like, hey, I'm going to take Seven seven Wonders and send it to, to Rico if you don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, because that one, I just I know I'm not going to buy that one, and I, I would love to just try it.
2: If you took all those games, I'd pay for you to ship them here. Oh, my God. All right, all right. We'll see what the next time um, RC
1: goes over to hang out with Ryan, which those two, by the way, play life every time they're together.
2: Well, that's, that's kind of surprising, but I guess that's, that's cool.
1: They play life, and they play this other game where they have to, like, draw a card, and it has a building, and they have to build it out of these blocks.
0: That's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I know that one. That one's fun
0: that one is really cool i want to play that game
2: i want to play it too but it then they have it has a timer yeah yeah building like Ooh. a big three-dimensional object it's been yeah, it sounds awesome it sounds
1: really cool yeah but then they play life and then rc found life for a dollar at that goodwill right. and now he's trying to get me to play it, and i'm like you know fuck spinners
0: <laughs> <laughs> that spinner is also like the worst spinner in the history
2: yeah of spinners just like
1: but seriously though fuck spinners sorry oh, to you yeah.
2: Yeah, rest in peace to uh, what was to that game?
1: Club Zen. And, and dude, I don't, know, I don't know,
2: the one with the spinner, though. It was cl- that was Club Zen. No, it wasn't. It was the other one.
1: Oh, the other one? Oh, well, oh was Club Zen, the one that died on Kickstarter? Both of
2: them did. Yeah. Don't Get Eated was the one don't with the spinner? Don't Get Eated, that was it,
1: yeah. Man, and they, like, on Twitter, uh, the, the guy, Chris Kirkman, who owns Dice Hate Me, was like, Yeah, I don't know if we're going to make this after all that. Because everyone was like, everyone's like <laughs> Oh, like, let us know when the campaign goes back up. Like, and he's like, Yeah, like, we I don't know if we're gonna do go it the campaign. <laughs> wow. They put that monster that monster truck game up there twice on Kickstarter
0: and it failed. What happens to all the donations when a Kickstarter fails? So you don't they don't get any donations until the Kickstarter succeeds. Gotcha. So you your oh, money, that's money, right. Your your money, your money, your money, your money doesn't get go out until the Kickstarter succeeds. Okay. Yeah. I think mean, this is just a quick question. Do you think when they're running a Kickstarter and it's still up and it hasn't succeeded yet, are they are they working on the game? Or do you think they're waiting until it succeeds to start throwing all that money out there?
1: They're not producing the game. I believe... You, you know more about Kickstarter than I do. I believe once you go to Kickstarter, your game is finished being designed for the most part.
0: Okay.
2: Meh.
1: Okay, okay. Well, you go then.
2: No, I, I think that... Uh... Uh, I've seen dubious Kickstarters before in, in not just board games, but other enterprises where I've been frotted out, where they had this elaborate video and an entire thing. Everything looked like it was finished, ready to go to the printers, and the whole thing was a scam and it wasn't even real. So I've had every spectrum of, of products. So I don't think that because it's on Kickstarter, they have to be done designing because a lot of times they don't have a full game up. Sometimes there's a print and play and then, you know, okay, like they actually have a full yeah. game here, but that's not always the case. And if it's not, I don't think that you with 100% certainty know where they are in the, probably like in the phase of finishing the game. That's, that's hard to say. I, some, some other people like Scythe, when, when that went up on Kickstarter, they were already starting to make the game, you know, at the printers in China. So just, people do
0: it yeah
1: is that, but is that like a different case like i know he's really thankful and appreciative of all the money he got
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he seems like a really cool guy but yeah. do you think jamie was like i know this shit's gonna kill it so let's just do it
2: probably
0: yeah probably probably i feel like his company i feel like they probably also could fund it could fund that game themselves
1: okay so this is i didn't know this Stonemeyer is his house Yes. I didn't know that. I, I thought he actually had like an office and
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. That's cool. If um, a Kickstarter – like say, say I'm, I'm – I've I'm designed a game. I throw it up on Kickstarter trying to get money and so I have now, you know, taken out a loan from the bank to start like funding this project and I'm counting on that money from Kickstarter. Co- coming in from Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already using all that loan money and then you use the Kickstarter money to pay off the loan slash, you know, make whatever uh, – Profit you need or whatever. I'm sure there's people that do that, but I would say that that's I, probably a very confident
2: way of thinking. Okay, especially for a first-time Kickstarter. Okay, like, so and, then, and then,
0: usually that once it's up on Kickstarter, they stop everything they're doing and they just wait. They haven't they don't produce anything until no it succeeds. Okay, yeah, that makes
1: like, sense. Like so, so um, I know I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I say me specifically. They And he says it all the time is we don't have the money to produce these games. Like that's why they're on Kickstarter. I've heard that before. Yeah. So like yeah. if it's not Kickstarted, it's not like we're going to use our funds to produce it. We don't have the funds necessary right. to do this. The money that they get, he says, they use primarily for um, like salary and then to print existing catalog titles. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's cool. And then even then, like sometimes they'll put something up. And, like they want to do Viva Java Dice, like second edition. Okay. Dude, and I, I think can't he, wait for that. And I think he's gonna, which is bullshit because whatever. But I, I think he wants to kickstart that because it sounds like he's going to do some pretty cool stuff with it.
2: Yeah. That one's going to sell through the roof. Oh, yeah. Which so, – <laughs> that
1: mean, the other day. Dude, we played that. R.C. legitimately kicked our
2: ass. That's awesome.
1: Oh, you were – you did yeah, you went and did a paper. Yeah. But we, I finally played with different technology. It is really cool.
2: I don't – Okay
1: so you know how you, you can like yeah, go yeah. to the, the research track. We played with like like weird ones. Like oh there's, okay. There's like there's one where uh, you get these discs, and then you can you can turn the discs in to make any dice one thing that you want at, at any point. There's a uh, there. Oh RC, this is how we won. Is he have one that once if you go far enough up it, you get an extra point per round on the rainbow track.
2: Oh that's cool. That's cool. So
1: the rainbow track ended up being just as much as the featured play. Right. Super, super awesome game. Totally beside the point. I The other thing I, I run into on Kickstarter a lot from hearing the podcast is people use Kickstarter funds to pay for other games.
0: Okay. What do you mean? So, so I have a, I have an existing company. fund your next game with Kickstarter funds from a previous game.
1: Yes. So I got all this money from Kickstarter. I'm using that to finish up uh, Last Will when I should be using that money to – to fund prodigals club which is coming out next year gotcha but i'm out of money for last will so i need to use that kickstarter fund for that or i'm using my kickstarter funds to pay for my house
2: payment well okay sure but you probably <laughs> foregoed your mortgage payment
0: but you're still but you're still putting out the game at the end of the day yeah. no and that's what happens
1: is you start doing that and then you're locked in a cycle and then ultimately you sounds like, get, like
0: a pyramid yeah, absolutely not. it's got got a similar concept I'm taking money from one group to pay off another group and then to pay off that group that original group that I took money from I'm taking money from another group that's absolutely a pyramid I think it's much
1: closer to I bought a car after year I was over with it so I turned that car and rolled over my loan to the next car
0: Mm.
2: yeah I would agree I mean it's more like a loan
0: no but you're taking money from people right
2: yes whatever it doesn't matter we're not a Kickstarter podcast
0: (laughs) yeah Um, Uh, I think I know what I got for what confuses me. (laughs) I got to actually write it down.
1: All right, so let's get into that. Uh, Let's get get into what you've been playing. Uh, Alfie and I are going to do ours together. So Rico, let's start with you.
2: I'll keep the theme of Dice Hate Me. Played their newest game called Bottom of the Knife. It's a little two-player baseball game, and I am not a baseball fan. Uh, It's actually one of the few sports that I think is worse to watch in person. It's just really boring.
1: Yeah. Really? I actually love to watch baseball in person, but hate to watch it I'm, on TV.
2: I'm with you, Rico. I absolutely Rico. hate Rico. everything about baseball. When you go and watch a baseball game in person, how much of the game do you actually watch?
0: I just like drinking beer and stuff and catching um, balls. Yeah, but you can do that at
2: home. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I, I, can also drink, I can drink a
1: beer at home and not go to, to a bar, too, though.
2: The theme in this game is just. It's just the, the components in the art are so top-notch. It, it feels like a 1950s baseball game. The like the cards in it aren't rounded at the top. They're like these sharp edges, and it feels like an old baseball trading card. Um, the meeples are a little like runners. It, the, the board is an actual baseball diamond, and it has some really clever mechanics that come with it. I, I think that it's more than just really sharp components that they're very capable of doing in all their games that we talk about but it has some really cool uh, mechanisms in it. So the first one is you have a face-off and you each have two little tokens and it's what the pitcher is going to throw. So the pitcher can either throw low and inside or high and away and kind of alternate between what combination of those. The batter has to try and figure out what he's going to do and then depending on it's, it's just like fear of dracula when you're doing that like rock paper scissors during combat trying to guess what the guy's going to do mm-hmm. it's that exact same thing and then whoever guesses right um gets bonuses for the actual like roll phase and then you roll a bunch of dice uh that determines if it's a strike or a ball and then like s- some you know kind of weird things play in there but mechanically it just it, it works really well and i think it combines a whole bunch of different things it even has like uh like tensy die rolling till somebody gets to a certain number first. Um, nice. That's cool.
1: Wait, so what, what's that used for?
2: That's used for so you do the face off thing to figure out the bonuses. Then you roll the pitching die. It determines if it's a ball, a strike, or a corner. Then the the batter rolls a die to determine if they hit it or if it's a strike and a miss. And then if it's contact, then both players roll a die at oh, the same that's time. that's
0: cool. And trying to get to, like, first base. Yeah,
2: yeah trying to get to first base. If, sick. If, whoever rolls a five or a six first either yells safe or out.
0: Nice. Um, that's that's actually that's, – that's a really cool way of doing that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, just that that mechanic, it sounds cool. Like, like how he literally – okay, like, what do you need to do next? Now you need to run it first. Okay, so how do you break that down into a mechanic?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really, really cool. Like – and I mean even just playing compelled by the same guy, like you can tell is he thinks a lot about how these actions need to occur in a, a thematic way. Yeah. Whatever, shut up.
2: I I, I think compa- I mean, come on, man. Like <laughs> in, in the baseball one, like there's that that tangible moment when the batter stares down. The picture, you know, and, and vice versa, and they're trying to figure out what kind of pitch he's going to throw. And, and the fact that they translated it so well and so easy into this game is, is genius. But I mean, compounded is is just kind of a sub collection trading game. Um, I I really enjoyed compounded. I enjoyed it too. I just I think uh, you know it's Splendor with more pizzazz. I think it's far better than Splendor. It is. That's but I like pizzazz. <laughs>
1: I mean, who doesn't, like, possess? Right? <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So did you try the... Do they have the Richard Maudius variant in the box?
2: No, he's... He, yeah, yeah, they do. They do it. I haven't even opened those cards yet. He is also a playable uh, batter. And then did you buy the expansion he's, for it? I did, yeah. One of the, Did you, like, the Sentinels one? I didn't buy that one. I wasn't interested in that.
1: Okay. Does that have, like, superpowers, or is it just, like, the characters or people from Sentinels multiverse?
2: I think that they're that they have superpowers. Everybody, okay. ha- like every character that you play with, has oh. uh, different abilities and powers. And awesome. So what else? That's it. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, it. I'm keeping it to one.
1: All right, all right. Uh, so uh, me and Alf, you want to talk about Game of Thrones, and we'll, we'll try and keep this as short as possible. But there's a lot to cover here. Uh, specifically, Game of Thrones, the second edition limited card game from <laughs> Fantasy Flight Games. I don't even know. To, what? Why are you laughing? <laughs>
2: It's like Alfie has you conditioned to speak in legalese.
1: Because, yeah. because I need to specify that it's the
0: second edition of the first edition?
2: Yeah, but it's, it's,
1: it's, it's
0: limited. Limited. Limited card game. Limited? Why is limited Oh,
1: living, living card game. Living, living card, game. card game. Living card game. My bad, my bad.
0: Okay, well, we played Game of Thrones second edition LCG. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I don't even know where to start. There's, I feel like there's so much that i into that we can spend like an hour. To to it's not
2: under control, man. Yeah so what do you uh so okay did, so so
0: alfie
1: bought it and then we were playing we played twice. it a couple times right we liked it and then and then he kept on buying chapter packs and you bought another core set yeah and then we played it again and we still really liked it and i think this kind of like
2: is that the, the crux, point? is that the point no i think the crux decided to go professional
1: well so there's a tournament that was coming up in a couple days <laughs> And I decided that, you know what? I, I want to invest in it as well. And the tournament's coming up, so let's just do it. So I made the plunge, got the core set and all the chapter packs. And we, we played a couple more times. And it's just it's just awesome. We've been talking about it kind of nonstop since. Uh, played quite a bit. I put a bus, went out and bought a core set and some chapter packs. Z-Man has, Z-Man has a cha- uh, core set, which he'll bring tomorrow. Okay, so let's talk about kind of what we've been doing with it. I think... Uh, one of the biggest things is realizing that you really
0: do need three core sets to play this game. Really, uh, to play it competitively. Competitively,
2: yeah. Uh, competitively in, like, yeah, like the competition setting, not with your friends. You absolutely. Can don't. you give me an example of a card that's so crucial you need to have that extra copy of it?
0: In the competitive setting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, any of your big
1: characters. So I play. I play Granger Felty, which means I only play Joy. I don't have like. Okay. Another faction right. with me. I absolutely need three Ballad joys in that deck because I need to make sure that I pull him mm-hmm. and get
0: him out quickly because he he will he's a key component to that deck. Right. So so you want you want three of a card because one you're more likely to see that card when drawing, and two they have a cool thing called uh, duplicating where any character who is unique. Um, and they're all denoted uniques, and that's anybody who who's like got a name really. So the Arbor Knight, that's just you can have three of those out on the board, but a unique character or somebody you put out there, and then you can duplicate them by putting their card on top of them for free. When you get it, and then when that character goes to get killed, you can discard the duplicate, and so you still have Bound Greyjoy out there. Oh wow, that's so yeah, so it's it's huge. It's it's like a save. That is um,
2: huge, dang!
0: Yeah,
1: and so ba- ba- Balon Greyjoy, like, without going into the, the deep mechanics, he more or less zeroes out anybody's strength that fights against him unless they can match
0: his strength. Hey, most most decks are going to have like a linchpin character. You're going to have your big six or seven coster, uh, and that's those are the highest costers for the most part, six and seven, and they are they are like a stacked character, and you you want three of those. Um, you want any cards that are, i think are crucial to your plan for that deck you you're going to want 3 of sometimes you just want 2 cuz then you can maximize the different types of combos you can do yeah but there's
1: and the card pool is so small right now that it's really important to have for instance like there's not a whole lot of removal in the game so like in card games like magic you know there's cards that counter spells or there's cards that destroy <laughs> creatures there's not a ton of that that exists right now mm-hmm. so any that that does exist for your faction you you need those Almost explicitly. For instance, if you're playing Targaryen, there's a card called Jacaris that will destroy any character four strength
0: that's smaller. Yeah, it's an event, you put it out there, essentially it's breathing fire on the person and You just you just need those.
2: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So but, you if you, but if you have a core set you only have one. Do you think the need for multiple core sets will go away once the card pool gets bigger? No. Because
0: be you're still gonna have your Balan Greyjoy that you need three of. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah.
2: And, and, and it's it's
1: but he's right. Only because we want to take play the game seriously will you do it. it we played with a corset for a month and a half, two months. Yeah, we played five games with one corset. And it was just as like just as fun. Yeah. It's a different kind of fun getting the third core set and like understanding the complexities of deck right. building,
0: which I I really love.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like, you Theoretically, if you were to play in a competitive setting and they were only allowed to have one core set, you would just need one. You don't need to have a good deck. You don't need three of all these different cards. You don't need three core sets. But to have a to be able to compete with somebody, you need to be on the same standing as them. Got so when you just have one core set and he's running, you know, Greyjoy Nights Watch, and I'm running um, Targaryen and Tyrell as my factions, you can you can compete with each other mm-hmm. um, because you're both you're on a, a level playing field. Gotcha.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
1: So, like, if you wanted to buy a core set just so you can play with Lady Wasman or with like, a few of your friends, there's no reason why you wouldn't have just as much fun with just one core set, maybe a chapter pack here and there. Absolutely, because the game rocks. It was awesome mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um. We just got bit by the bug.
2: <laughs> no, that's cool. I like that.
1: And, like, it's it's just awesome. Like, literally, we talk probably talk about that, 50%, and then, and then like, board games, like, 40%, and then, like, girls, like, 10%.
0: Yeah. Or time travel. And or time travel. Yeah. Or time. Yeah. So we Yeah, they, they they all run together. So we played in a tournament. Yeah. You were kind of alluding to that. We played in a store championship. Oh
1: really really oh. cool. We played with
0: Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna say this. Um I and this is kind of something that I've been thinking about recently. I've never played any sort of game at any game store. I've never gone to a game night or anything like that. I don't really intend to. I thought that this community was going to be, one, a bunch of snobs. Two, a bunch of, like, hyper-competitive, you know, um, that, like, this hyper-competition was going to take over everything and they were going to be super strict about rules and timing and all that. And I was dead wrong on that. Yeah, At least for the group we played with, there was nine of us. And so there were seven guys, seven other guys besides us two, who don't played the game before. lot, most of them have played first edition. They, they all, they know the game well and everything like that. Super friendly, super nice. Reminding you of things you can do. They're like, oh, like you could just like I'm gonna attack you here, but like you could just counter it with this guy if you want to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know. So it was. It was. It was actually. It was amazing. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciated it. It made me want to go back to like another store championship type setting where you know they're they're just they're nice people at the end of the day we we're we we're all just like having fun and that that was really cool for how like stereotypical
1: that the, the board game bird is or even like some of the owners that we've encountered mm-hmm. where you have this this weird like elitism where this is like their territory yes. so this is the one thing in life that they know better than anyone so you better like right. know it or not it wasn't like that at all which is funny though cuz when we got there there was just two guys who came in right away and they it was they like talked about going to the world championship for 2015 right. and they were going all over rules and stuff and they were, they were just the way they were talking we were like holy mm-hmm. shit like i don't want to play those two first right and the one guy spe- especially we both were worried about who didn't be like super cool actually yeah. really nervous who's almost like talking almost just no, cause he, a little bit cuz he told he a said... story about warhammer
0: where somebody yeah. wanted to do something, he was like, it was like, fuck that. It was upkeep.
1: It wasn't trading
0: phase. Right. Um, <laughs> the other guy, the other guy, John, he was actually pretty cool. Like we so I was like we were talking about something and he was just sitting there kind of like looking on his phone. This is about a half hour before everything starts. And I like kinda of asked a question and Benson know the answer, but he answered and like he came and like sort of like stood up and like walked over and was talking to us about stuff. And he, really, really nice people at the end of the day. That was I don't know I thought that was really cool. That no, was really quiet cool. Everybody Did like you
2: didn't there was. play either of them?
1: Yes, we yeah. both played um the one guy who we thought would be a Rolls Nazi, right. but was not. Right, he was much harder on himself. Like he would do stuff and then be like, "Damn it, I'm I'm like I'm doing the timing wrong." And both of us were like, "It's yeah, you know, like, like dude,
0: it's fine. You I can take that card back. Card Yeah, yet. like mm-hmm. it's okay. You can we, keep your coin. It doesn't matter, man. Like yeah." <laughs> We both played him. Neither of us played the one guy,
1: the other guy, who ended up winning the whole tournament.
0: Right. Oh, wow. And then that, that, that guy that we were talking about kind of, you know, we thought he was going to be hard. He got second. So they were, they were one and two. Gotcha.
1: Um, we both went in hoping to win at least one game, which we did.
2: Nice.
1: Which, was, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Alfie actually won two games. I
2: was. Two and two. That's awesome.
1: I was yeah. one and three. Uh, so t- if anybody's out there who was at the tournament, Alfie absolutely should have taken um, fourth place. The guy who took fourth place got fourth place because he had a bye. Yeah.
0: He he only beat me. He, he only beat His coffee. other win was a bye, which oh, that's, that's is a, a cheap right? win. Right? Yeah. He was really one and two. So um,
1: I I had a lot of fun. I had I had my best game was a loss, but it was against one of the really good guys, and I had him on the fucking ropes. Yeah. Like it was one of those games where you're going back and forth. And he even said to me, he was like, I'm pretty worried right now, man. I didn't because both nice. me and Alfie were, were pretty uh, self-deprecating yeah. the whole time of, like, don't worry, guys. Right, right, like, right. we're going to get our yeah. asses.
0: I, I, we'd played five games going into this.
1: Yeah, it, it, the first guy I sat down next to, he was like, I've only played ten games, so take it easy on me. And I was like, I played five, so chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, like, playing against him,
0: he was, like, he was shaking. Like, we got down to the wire where if he didn't beat me, I would have won the next turn. That's how my. That's how the, the guy who got fourth, that's how he beat me up. It was on that turn, and he was able to go first. And so I went second, and if I had, I would have still needed to go second, I think. But because it was either – if he didn't get it, I was going to get it all when it was uh, my turn to go on that round. So it was a close game. I lost like 15 to 12. It, it was close, but
1: – But suffice, suffice it to say, loving this game. I have it right here just in case we have time to play after the podcast because awesome. it's – it's so much fun.
2: And like did they, out, did they give out like free swag? Was there yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, so I have
1: I have a, a deck box here, nice. which you can kind of see, um, which is house Tyrell. Yeah, I'm
2: getting yep. there. it's
1: not the it's not the greenhouse anymore.
0: Right.
2: Good.
1: Um oh, so one weird thing about this that that we figured that we didn't know, everything needs to be sleeved. So we went out and bought deck sleeves and shared them.
2: Oh, everything has to be sleeved to play It the Has card. to be sleeved. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that makes so we sense. So, so you couldn't you couldn't like put a little notch in the card is that, oh, I guess. that line so that you couldn't tell.
0: Yeah, because the, the more work. the more you're gonna play, the cards are gonna get worn like any game. Yeah, you learn as children, those like Go fish or old navy you play all the time. You learn that certain cards are bent certain way. Right. Yeah. Um so we literally went the day before
1: and like split uh, a pack of sleeves. Yeah. Nice. Um, they gave us alternate art cards for this card isn't even out yet, which is super cool. Nice. But yeah. now that we're playing competitively, we're not allowed to use this until <laughs> Until it comes out. Yeah. Uh, but all the guys there had like custom gold and 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 like victory point tokens. Yeah. So that'll be the next buy. So that's what we've been playing. I, I love it. I'm gonna play it for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Absolutely on my top ten for twenty fifteen. I don't know what I'd take out. I need to go back and figure that out. Yeah. But Great, great game. Thank you, Alfie, for making the plunge for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than deserving of the biggest surprise of 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, great joy fealty for life, motherfuckers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it'll probably end up being um, Tyrell Stark knight deck, actually, if this thing works out the way I think it'll work. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's go to what do you want to play. Alfie, let's start with you.
2: These tokens are awesome. Aren't, aren't they right? Yeah, super Cool. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, I'm I'm such a sucker for cool components. Like, I already won the game, and now I see these. It's like, ooh. It's great. We might be talking about that later.
0: Great. Well, so I'm going to be doing something fun uh, starting next weekend. I'm going to Vegas for a spring break. So the old boy here wants to go play in the casino. Nice. That's uh, that's, is that what you want to play? Yeah, that's clever. Want to play? I, play? Right, 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 I don't so, know. What game should I go play? I don't know. What so, game should I go play?
1: I think you need to find a
0: casino that will f- have a five
2: or a ten dollar blackjack table. Okay, and Yeah, but you've got to go to a shitty casino to get that.
0: But
1: you okay. can go during the day, and a lot of them will have five dollars.
2: That's true. That's true. And you're not like looking for free drinks, which you'll only get at a casino that has twenty dollar blackjack tables. So, okay.
0: What what is what does 20 dollar mean does that mean my like my minimum bet has to be 20 bucks or yeah, yeah. so a five dollar blackjack table is your minimum bets five dollars each round yes mm-hmm. right yeah so, <laughs> so you can, so you can play 20 rounds Vegas cool.
2: isn't, vegas isn't for you my friend it's not yeah. for me either uh, no so,
0: so don't, I'm going don't get me I'm, wrong. I'm going with my friends from school and we're gonna take our student loans money and hopefully be able to pay them off when we leave because I've seen 21 right like yes, they, yes, that's how, how they do it happen. so um,
1: I would probably not play poker Okay. Yeah, yeah just because even poker. if you know how to play poker, you don't know how to play like these guys. Don't. That
0: know. doesn't sound interesting to me.
1: Blackjack again. If you can find a five or ten dollar, I would drop forty bucks and play a couple hands. Because one, your odds are good that you'll win something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, you'll get a good 15, 30 All minutes right. out of that. And I
0: don't know how to play blackjack, so and it's, cool.
1: and it's and it's fun for the most part. Especially right. if you have like during the day, usually the dealers aren't so serious. Okay. So you can like talk to them mm-hmm. and like it's just kind of if you go with some buddies like if you all sit down, you guys are all playing together and you're not playing against the other guys with you. Right. Cause you're playing against the dealer. Right. I love blackjack. It's yep. My, my best time in Vegas was spent at a blackjack table until 5am mm-hmm. drinking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I walked away with $200. There you go. Which isn't a lot of money, but I bought it for 40.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like Z man. He, he has a, A Vegas practice that he swears by. When he goes, he takes half of his money, goes to a roulette table, and then bets all of it on red or black.
0: Of course, he does it. He fucking wins every time. Okay, so then, so then you you either you either you have you know another fifty percent more money, Uh or you lost fifty percent, but whatever. Does he
1: bet red or black? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, then yeah. Because if you bet a number and bet a number, you have.
0: Yeah. So in my life. sister-in-law was telling me it, it's like um, it's times ten. Yeah, or you can play like the corners. Yeah, but you can't. You can never like. She says that's not the way to go because you can never really like make enough there. So my mom's game was relay. She always played our birthdays. Okay. And always played one color. Okay.
1: And then she was a big fan of the double zero because you could bet the double zero. Okay. Um and, and the story that she always says is every time she played roulette, is she one of my dad's birthday? Who they've been divorced my whole life, pretty much. <laughs> and and, and, oh, you and, and she, this, she'd yeah. always have like she'd always That's have like awesome. it, just the world we live in. There'd always be some other lady around who would say like, "At least that fucker's good for something," right? <laughs> <laughs> Even um, if
2: it's not true, I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, craps. Twitissa is actually great at craps.
2: That's the one I'm thinking. I'm not, she really. spent. Craps is fun.
1: She she just did the thing where she went one night and put like a hundred bucks or sixty bucks down mm-hmm. and started playing. It was slow enough that somebody showed her how to play. It okay. And now she gets it.
0: Okay. So do I? Before I even get to Vegas, should I have all everything in cash already? Or yeah, and I was so
1: this is I go to Vegas, which it's been a while. Is, there, is, nothing is
2: free in I, Vegas? It's I know the drinks if you're at the expensive. All right.
0: Just know how much you're gonna spend gambling, and don't go. So that's, over yeah, that. no, and that's 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 the one thing I've looked and, at. And, um, and expect that, like, that you're gonna, like, you're essentially. I, I have. I'm planning to spend it all. I'm planning to. I'm planning to walk away with none of what I brought exactly, in. Yeah,
1: this hundred dollars is essentially meant for. I'm, I'm just right. doing this to get fun.
0: Right. The same way you would buy like uh, football tickets or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Going in with that mentality is so much better. But then, and I don't think you'll have a problem with this, but this yeah. does is when you're done with that money, don't worry about the fact that there's ATMs
0: everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so basically just keep my card at home. I mean, don't do that because it's dumb. Like, but so yeah. the first
1: time we went, I remember the last day because she won a ton the first night we were there mm-hmm. or the second time we were there. And then when we were leaving, she lost like like 30 bucks and was like, we could totally just go to the ATM though. And I, I could win it all back. And I was like, or we could go home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like having paid for our trip, and meal with what you won yesterday, right? Like, be happy breaking
2: even. Yeah, <laughs> um, awesome. That's that's like, that's fun. Yeah.
0: So that's uh, that's what I want to play. What about you guys? You don't think you can eat for forty dollars?
2: No, I'm just laughing at the whole thing. Just this, this, this is just funny. I like it.
0: It's funny that he's going to Vegas.
2: I, just the discussion. I I thought was was. Humorous.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, it's fine. I'm not going to question you laughing. I'm like,
2: really, really oh. talking about the no, I think it's, I think the meals in an average, it's true, it's like true, <laughs> it's it's true. Factoring. We are yeah.
0: really getting into the logistics of also, this. Uh, your terms, waiter's uh,
2: name is Steve, and he's kind of a dick. So you're like, ah, you know, I'll just do nine percent tip. And that. in fine. terms of groceries, <laughs> you got to go off the ship,
0: right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm the only one who's never been. Okay. And so all the other guys, you know, they, the. They'll will know they'll know how to treat me right, but they also um like one of the one of the guys was saying he's like I'm still into all the touristy stuff too, so like we can go like you know, see whatever you want to see and like do all that sort of cool stuff. So
2: the flyers that they hand out on the strip, those those aren't touristy things. Don't do
0: those. <laughs> I mean what do you don't think go, we're going there for? Don't go see Angeline. Spring break, baby. Angeline's gotta be so old by now. Oh man. I'm trying Literally. to find uh who's the chick on that mug? I need to find her. Gun- Gunther? Gunther. Gunther. I need to find Gunther.
2: Nice. I, yeah, you do. Uh,
1: so like it's crazy because if you go off the ship like maybe even a mile past mm-hmm. it's it's Phoenix.
0: Just so it's the desert suburbs.
1: It's, it's just desert suburbs. Summer mall Suburbs. mall suburbs. Gotcha,
0: okay. Like seriously I then feel there, right Then at there, home. there's a gap. What should I wear? This. So I can I can go Hawaiians. Yeah. Because um Bay made fun of me when I said I'm I have my Hawaiian shirts packed. Nice. Not all Hawaiian shirts. Okay, but what else would like I Like, have one in. outfit that's, like, kind of flossum. Okay, so have a nice outfit. What, but, like, literally you just, blazer?
1: Be, just because, like, it's Vegas just for fun. Like, you don't need it at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I remember so the, the last time – oh, no, 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 the last time. One time I went for my birthday, and my best friend invited his cousin. And his. we had a lot of alcohol because it was my birthday, so we had a ton of alcohol. And he would go around and to girls and be like, hey, baby. We got Absolute Citron back at the, at the room if you want to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: and like, I want to use that even when I'm not drinking.
1: <laughs> right? But like, because he knew we were all going to be out for a while so he could go back to the room and do whatever. But it was just like, really? Like, that's what you're selling? Yeah. The Absolute Citron? The, the $20 model of Absolute Citron in the yeah. hotel room?
0: That's that's incredible isn't it? Last um, though the the one last thing about it is it it'll be cool cuz these aren't guys who want to like go to clubs or they you know they don't want to do they don't want they're not we're not going there to like party crazy. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely going to do the fill up the bathtub with ice and then just store the drinks there thing, but sure. Other than that, like, it's not going to be some, like, crazy drunk all day long, just, like, staying up till 6 a.m. to then sleep all day and then go out. So I think it'll be, like, it'll be really cool just to, like, take that break that we need from school. Well,
1: when me and you went, you guys left our room at 5 a.m., and then me and Jake went to the Apple store to go buy the new iPad.
2: Which is awesome. You guys. Wow. Yeah.
1: The biggest rocks. All right. Yeah uh if you go to strip clubs uh not going to, strip, yep, clubs. Go to strip, clubs. Clubs. strip clubs we're not going to strip clubs uh my best friend paid for everything and i i would prefer not to go
2: and, yeah. and then still had zero percent fun so yeah
0: yeah
1: all right so what do you guys what do you guys want to play all right so i want to play istanbul uh can you the winner of 2014
2: wow what the what year is this i love it
1: I don't know, I just I just I keep seeing pictures of it. They I think because they released a new expansion, so I, I hear about it on the Dick podcast. It just seems really interesting. And I haven't really looked into this one this much because I think Five Tribes has a similar um what's that word? The what's the mechanic he uses? Moncala.
2: Moncala. I've heard that Istanbul's really good at two players. Cool.
1: Um, I've always been intrigued by the board.
2: Yeah, no, it looks gorgeous. I've i I've seen it in person. It it really is beautiful. I don't know about Istanbul with four people. I don't know how much fun that would be. I think I would much rather play Five Tribes.
1: I mean, I want to play both, but I've talked about Five Tribes. Istanbul literally has been on my mind a lot, and I talked to you about it the other day. Mm-hmm. So I really want to play that. I played Netrunner with Z-Man last week. So Z-Man started coming to game night an hour early because of his job. Mm, okay. So he's here before everybody. So we usually play a card game, like whatever, Magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I took the opportunity. We played versus one time, which was cool. We played Ashes with Jet Two Player, which was really cool at two player. I like it better, actually. I think, which makes sense. But then we played Netrunner. Wow, it was such, it was such a great game. It was so much fun. It had, like tense. He you, was were you the runner. I was the runner. Nice. And he was Jinteki, the corporation. I only needed, I needed three agenda points, but then he he was able to make me discard out of my hand. Okay. Uh, so super, super cool. want to play that some more though. I love to play that. Love to play the LCGs.
0: What do you want to play?
2: Um, I'm going to go with Netrunner and then hopefully sometime Food Chain Magnet in the next couple. Oh, nice. Days.
0: Do yeah. you have Food
2: Chain Magnet? No. One of the guys has it out here.
0: Okay. I, I I thought. All right. I, some, I, I,
2: I sent a picture of it. it okay. In my press. That's, that's right. One of the guys keeps wanting to play it at like really weird times. It'll be a friday like 9 30 he's like hey you guys want to play food chain man <laughs> i don't no i don't actually not right now <laughs> trick question i do but not right now yeah so i'm trying to like wrangle everybody in for a for a saturday play of it sometime. so yeah i like that then yeah it seems it seems cool it seems one i'll be really happy to play and then be happy i don't own i does that make sense? Like I'm, I really don't yeah. think that they're, I want it. Sometimes a heavy game, it's like maybe I do want to own it. Like I can almost convince myself that I want right. to, own it. and I I just don't have that desire for this game. I really yeah, want to yeah. play it though.
0: There, there are games. I think, I think is a good example of that for me. Like, I, I love to play that game, but I never want to own that game, and I don't want anybody I know to like. I don't want somebody to spend their money on that game because I, I just like to play it once, just not to like say I have, but to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And then if it is a really, really good game and I love it, then you know maybe consider that. But so I, I know what you mean about there are games like you'd love to play, but you don't really want to own them. Yeah,
2: Lahabra's pretty damn good though. I will take your All right, so what's your favorite Rosenberg, real quick? Uh,
0: He said quick.
1: He said quick.
2: Caverna, Glass Road. Yeah. All
1: right.
2: Caverna Glass Road.
1: All right. We played Loyang a couple weeks ago. Love that. That was great. And I forgot how really just amazing that one is. Yeah. Literally at three. It was just a lot of fun. I was dicking him over so hard. I don't want to talk about it. Fuck you,
0: give me your pumpkins.
2: So sweet. Uh, All right. So what confuses you, Rico? I don't really have much for what confuses me, but I'll give my spin on on it. And I, I guess it kind of confuses me, but I also like it. So that's board game variance. Ooh, okay,
1: that's a good I, one. That's a good
2: one. I had a friend out here who had an idea to play Code Names with Dixit cards, and so instead of a grid of words, it would just be. So think of Mysterium or Dixit cards, and then you're trying to – you have the same grid that tells you which cards are yours, and then you have to find something that links them together. Oh, so this wow. is one of those circumstances when in Mysterium, giving somebody cards because of the color green is a really poor way to communicate their clue, I think. But if you were to play Codenames this way, you could link right. the color green, and that might work, you know, or maybe death. that is That's clever. So you you could – do it that way. Um, and then I had the idea. I was I was looking through my games because I was kind of sorting them. And I have two of the Cards Against Humanity expansions. I gave my core box to Z-Man's roommate. And I was looking at it, and I had the idea that they should try playing Codenames with Cards Against Humanity cards just to nice. see, you know, would it be really hard to link together sexual deviant yeah. <laughs> concepts that are kind right. of the same? But you know, would it would it be hard to like discern between? Well, you know, uh, just <laughs> I don't know. So I, I had that that idea, and he wouldn't even need to buy code names because the app is like a dollar or two, and the app comes with the timer, it comes with the cards that give you the grid. So it seemed it seemed like a really fun, interesting thing. So I, I see these things pop up sometimes. They're better than others, but I I, I like the idea in general, even though. I want to say a majority of the times I'm really not interested in it, but other times I, I think it could be really cool.
1: Sweet. Um, so Paul from Shut Up and Sit Down, the, the other one, not Quince, he yeah. just put up on Twitter, he made a variant for Spyfall called Spy Film. Ooh. And he put up rules for how he was an essentially being in a Don't film tease me. instead. So you would be in Star Wars and there would be roles that you would be and one of them, one of you would still be the spy. So you, would just, you would
0: literally you're trying to, to figure out what movie they're in. Yeah. That's he, awesome.
1: So he put up all these things. It's, it's on his, it's on his Tumblr. It sounds super fun. Like, so you would literally be, you know, he did it for Force Awakens because there's more girls, but okay. like, you'd be Ray or Finn or whatever. And then of course you'd be the spy. Your questions would still be the same. It's the exact same game, except you're in a film instead of a location what kind of questions do you think
2: you would ask well and him? that's what he
1: said he was like the the subtle differences in questions that you get from being in a film instead of location are exactly what interested him about that variant that he made
2: i love that that's um so- and, he, and
1: he even said like like look it, it's still a little it's a little fiddly and even that slight thing it's hard for some people
0: to to grasp
1: yeah and two if nobody's if there's one person who hasn't seen the film you have to do it film.
0: yeah I have two thoughts. One, all right, so what, What? all right, ask me, we're, we're all in Force Awakens, but what's your question? So, how did you get here? I flew here.
1: Now you ask a question.
0: All right. Uh.
2: What's the setting like where you are? I am usually pretty hot and sweaty.
0: Okay, so win right yeah so all right but or. i feel like that's gonna make it to where the um the spy is gonna be so much harder to be a spy and it's already pretty oh difficult so so
1: I, and i think what you do is you still have to print up the same thing of, of oh, these are the, the different new, films okay
0: these, these are the different films it could be so then you're gonna look and i'm like oh i flew here and then he's gonna look and there's three movies with flying he said it wasn't oh. perfect but i think it's an interesting idea and
2: it is super interesting and it is really, an interesting idea really yeah really hard to get a group though because i mean it's hard enough to get everybody to see one movie, but now everybody has to have seen this. Well, scene the
1: films he has movies. are like it's like remember, oh. the films he
0: has are like it's Star Wars, Alien, Snow White. Remember your question to Lady Wozman about how many movies by this director? You know, because we were in the Arctic or whatever, and yeah. you were and you were asking about the thing, yeah. and it's like, I mean, <laughs> how many movies from Jared
1: Carpenter have been
0: directed here? Right. That was that was a great question. <laughs> I mean, that, that would definitely be an interesting variant. All right, so for what confuses
1: me are board game release dates. For those of you who don't know, I used to write for a movie website, which you might see. I just wrote an article about movie up on Drop the Dice podcast because I was bored and I wanted to write about the Oscars. Did you really? Yeah, thank you
0: so much for going to our own website, assholes. Why, you got to say something. I don't. <laughs> you absolutely do. I don't go to our website unless we have new content on there. Okay, either way. I love movies. We have new content, by the way, listeners. (laughs) I love movies. I love movies. Um,
1: It is probably a greater passion than board games, you know, if we really cut to the head, came down to it. So with that, I used to be really diehard about collecting DVDs. There are a million websites and resources to find out exactly when movies are going to to be released on Blu-ray or DVD. Board games, on the other hand, give you Windows. Windows.
0: And like quarter to 2016 or March, okay.
1: Well, all right, so and then then with that, best like stores, Best Buy will put out a periodical and tell you this is what's released this week. Board game stores do that, but only if there's someone to do that. So Island Games is really good about it, but that's in Tucson, okay, right? Game Depot and Imperial are are more uh, sporadic with it it doesn't always happen all so time. so then i'm left having to go down to the store which i'm not going to do every week mm-hmm. especially now like when i worked over there that made sense why
2: yeah, don't right? you just call them
1: and be like hey tell me everything you got this week yeah no
2: imperial oh. imperial outpost posts their new releases every week to facebook they
1: so do not. Not every week. They, and they, not, tr- they and try to. They try to, and they, do, they don't post it when they get it. Sometimes they post it on the Monday. When they or got the it next on week.
0: Yeah. Well, so here's my question. So they don't – so board games, you don't find out when the release date comes close. They don't tell you Oh, it's coming out on March you know, 18th. Yeah, there's, the, there's not a specific date. At all? Usually. I mean usually. Okay. So I'll say this. On the flip side, I uh, looked up a certain director on IMDb today because we were talking about one of his films, oh, uh, Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan. No, we're talking How about So he has a film coming out on July 21st, 2017. Yeah. How the hell do you know that that's, and that's what it, it's this, Um, it's almost like it's, it's the prom mentality, right? You schedule your prom in like July of the year before. So you know that that weekend you can get this place booked, you know, in April, the following year movies do the same type of thing. And it, it it's kind of frustrating. Like, do you, do you know? And so you see, like, movies get pushed back all the time. Oh, yeah. Same with video games because, you know, maybe you're not ready or whatever. So I find it weird when you say a year and a half, two years ahead of time. You're like, all right, it's coming out on this exact day two years from now. Absolutely. Dude, release dates um, for a couple
1: years now. And I agree. It is frustrating. Because, like, well, for me, it's that, like you don't – And now you're forcing that director into a time crunch. That, but it's also, like, you just – and like when you have so Ant Man, it's all about records and man suffered from the same thing. Ant Man was forced into to get this release date done and they had happened to hit it. And yeah. as good as that film is, is impressive for how little time he had to do it. Yeah. It's not the best of the Marvel films, right? But it's absolutely not Iron Man 2. Sure. Yeah. But I agree, like those are, are, are crazy, but. I want to know what's
0: coming out and when. That's, I think you should be able to tell me on Sunday what you're getting that week. Does it some okay? But does it sometimes matter for the distribution of like, all right, now we're shipping out. We're last. Will, we talked about last week. We're shipping out last will. You know, it'll get to different stores at different times. But this is the general release date. Like, would that be okay? it,
2: it, like, it seems weird to me that they can't figure that out because a, a DVD, right? It comes out on Tuesday, and you know it's going to be there. This. That's true. Because I feel like it's because a, it's a got, bigger industry, though. They
0: got that
1: that DVD on Sunday.
2: Gotcha. It's, and now they're putting it out on the Tuesday. Yeah. They, they get it and they put it out instantly. Say it with CDs, yeah.
1: yeah. Warehouse, which is probably before your guys' time, which is ridiculous, used to put their movies out on Sunday when they got them, and they got in trouble for it.
0: Okay.
1: I, I just I, I want a better resource to know when games are going to come out other That's than fair. other than soon.
2: That's fair. No, I, I get that. Yeah. Fantasy Flight yeah. has this cool like on the boat tracking thing. They do. That?
1: Yeah, so and then and then you're literally there waiting for some sort of like definitive oh
2: right here. I mean for once instance, they say
1: shipping now, okay, they say it's last, one to two weeks. Last week was the perfect thing. King's Peace was supposed to come out on Thursday. It came out Wednesday. I called you to go buy us some.
0: Yeah, I feel like it probably. Well, that's the thing is you hear about stores breaking release date, like so they probably did get it.
1: Everybody probably got it on Wednesday. Release date probably... that is what they
0: call it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Uh, it, Isle of Games did that the other day with Posthuman. Right. Posthuman had an actual release date of something. They put it out early and then they
0: had to pull it back. Amazon was selling Arena of the Planeswalker and the expansion. The expansion over a month before the release date.
1: <laughs> yeah, which we both got them and played them while you were here, and it wasn't out until January.
0: That's awesome. So it, it's, it's very – it's not streamlined. And it's not like a universal – it's not uniform. I think it's the word I'm looking for. It's not a uniform system they use the way like the movie industry does or the record industry. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's good. So <laughs> I have a question about designers and publishers. Um, name a popular publishing company. Stonemark. Okay, Stonemaier. Hasbro. Nice. All right. Um Plat Hat, right? Yeah. Now, these are companies that are more designers freelance or do they work for a specific company? Do designers work for publishing companies or do they work and then sell their work to a publishing company the way kind of movie movie, he, movie I think writers you have do?
2: Both. I think it's I think it's usually freelance unless uh you have a stake in the company or so unless, I, unless you sign a contract so Corey, okay Corey right Kinitsua, right and, and eric uh lang they mm-hmm. have contracts with ffg they right. a game you know but i don't what think they, what
1: eric lang works for Cormiti too though
2: Okay, so maybe Eric Lane doesn't then,
0: but it's, okay, it's but, possible. It's possible. Absolutely it's does. possible he doesn't have like a non compete, but it's like you need to put out this many games yes. for exactly. us. Exactly, and you need go. to do it in you know six years. We need right. to have four games by you, mm-hmm. and you I mean, know Vega is like well, the head so, designer for Plat Hat. I, and I, I this originally came to me when listening to the Plat Hat podcast that so they talk about how like there are days where people don't show up to the office because they're working. And they work better from home, and I'm like, okay. So you have these. What does what does a publishing company do if they're not employing a ton of designers themselves? Are they just waiting?
2: Like that's. So, I mean, that's a that's a really great question.
0: I, so I think in the
1: state of games, Kirkman talks about. So he has TC Petty, who isn't in house at all. He's he passed on Zenon Profiteer. Okay. And he's passed on other stuff before. Um. He talks about he's big on networking, going to smaller trade shows to find new designers, stuff like that. That's his job as the head of Dice Amy to find the new places. Right. And so I, I get the aspect you, of even, – Even Shibato, does he only publish with CGE now?
2: No, because – No, because
1: Pictomania is Jockholm.
2: Mage Knight is kids.
1: So even though he usually publishes with CGE, he makes games and people buy them.
2: Right. I like the story of David Short – he he, like has a, a blog post about him going to some trade show, some game convention, and he brought his prototype for planes there, and it had a different name, it had kind of a different like art scheme to it. Mm. And AEG, the company, and and right before that, they had published trains, and they were like, this could work perfectly, and they ended up picking it up. and And now he, David Short, I think, has published another game with them as well, automobiles. Right, that's another mm-hmm. one. Right. And, and that's through AEG. So there's a, there's a story of randomly meeting a publisher and then creating a relationship where he's mm-hmm. publishing more games for them. So, right. So, but, but it's a good question. It doesn't mm-hmm. answer the fact that, like, if they don't have any in house publishers, what do they do? Just sit around and if they don't find anybody in six months and you publish no, games, right? You make no money. And you so know, royalties, I guess. I, so I look at like Stonemar
0: Games, right? That's a publishing company. Yes. B- B- Alan Stone and Jamie Stegmar. Right, is Alan Stone? Yeah. So you're never gonna see a Jamie Stegmeier game anywhere else than Stone Games, right? No, because he owns- that is so. He is he is both the like the the head of that you know part of the head of that company, but he is also constantly designing games, right? So he's yeah. always at work. And then you know I don't know how many people are part of
2: that company. He you know, has but, said in more than one place and at more than one time that the money in board games is in publishing. Right, Which makes okay. sense.
0: And so you get you right. I work for a publishing company. You make sure everything's getting produced. You make sure like everything's going well overseas because you're absolutely not producing stuff you're here. You're
1: also in charge of hiring
0: developers, right? Which aren't designers necessarily, right? And so then you have you know you have your social media person. You have your person who you you have the different people who do different things, but. Other than that, like if you're not – I guess you're keeping up with the designers. Your job is to network and find designers. Okay. And so that's – So I like think DC that's...
1: Minstrel, their head of development is Seth Jaffe who did eminent Domain. Okay. He literally goes to every game pretty much under that window and helps them fine-tune their games. He helped finish SeaWorks
0: to get to where. So it's he at. helps. He helps playtest. They. He does things like that. So you're yeah. gonna. You're gonna have like a
2: creative director and things he like that. He probably doesn't find it. The guy who finds it for Tasty Minstrel is probably a guy. Someone named Mendes. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Sure.
1: So like Jaffe worked a lot
0: on Steamworks. Okay. He worked so, a lot on Cthulhu Realms. So so you're gonna have um and again I thought of this when listening to Plat Hat podcast because it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of them like it sounds like there's not that well, no, many people and, who and they're work interesting at that there's them, and then
1: they have Isaac Vega, who designs a lot of games. Right. They have John Gilmore, who does uh, Mice and Mystics and stuff. Right. But then they just hired. But is John Gilmore part of that company, or does he. No, I think he's part of that company now. And, but and they hired an in house designer who's not the designer, not uh, a graphic artist, who isn't the lady who did Ashes. It's some other dude. Okay. Then they have that guy who they call Bistro, who like writes the flavor
2: text. Right. Bistro. Yeah. yeah. You guys are losing me. All right. All right. All right.
0: Let's. Um, they talked about. Uh... Who was it who used to have Settlers of Catan, but then they sold it to somebody else? Mayfair just sold it to Asmodee For and they American Distribution. They were talking about how Mayfair isn't going to find like their next Settlers. And they said they've been trying, and they like they're never going to replicate that again. Like you, you found I, the diamond I in the rock.
2: I'm running down the street carrying Grand Austria Hotel like all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's move on from this. I, I, I actually – that might have been my favorite what confuses you for like all three of us. Okay. Thanks. This is a good conversation. Yeah, I thought that we all had great conversations between
0: all of them. But yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what literally what I just said. Oh, I thought you said mine was the favorite.
2: No, mine between... was the
0: best. No, no. Th- I think uh, that, that second – That round. That round of what
1: confuses
2: you might have been my favorite. That we've ever done. That man. we've ever done. Let me tell you yeah. what confuses me. What? Yeah, right now.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into a new segment. Alfie's going to lead
0: us on a little competition. So I had this idea when we uh, we played Castles of Mackie and Ludwig, and then we played Suburbia, and me and Benz disagreed about this game. And so I thought about other games that are very similar. These ones happen to be the same designer, almost the same game, you know. But just, like, games that are very similar in the feel, uh, maybe the the main mechanic in the game – And, like, pitting the two games against each other in just a short segment, 10 minutes max, hard cut off, finish any, like, last thought, anybody, Um, everybody gets, like, one last thought if we go that long. Um, And you pit the two games against each other in, like, every aspect. Look at the components um, slash artwork. The two might be different. They might not be. Look at uh, the designer. Maybe you tend to like the designer more if they're different designers. Which is the the gameplay in the game. What do you like more? The footprint. Um, What else? Well, let's
1: start off with what you got.
0: So So let's go. Just kind of every feel. The first two games I want to talk about, uh, as I mentioned, because this came to me, was Suburbia versus Castles of Mad King, Ludwig. And are we all ready? Yeah. I will start the timer. And we have 10 minutes starting now. All right. So you want to go with components first? Well, let's go with components first.
1: Okay. So uh, I think Castles has the edge on suburbia here by far. Just the artwork on the rooms, the detail there is incredible. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, I think suburbia, the hexes are are really cool. It's it's simple enough without being boring.
2: It's very aesthetically pleasing. I, I think that it, it it kind of feels like you are a city planner in the sense that the the way that the tiles look um feel just dry enough, if that makes sense. No,
0: yeah, for sure. But like I agree, there isn't there isn't too much a detail. Yeah. They are it is it is it is simple, but like you said, uh Rico, aesthetically pleasing. They are um, they're, they're nice colors they the hexes all obviously fit well together so that's always a, a plus um, yeah I agree I think castles it's got it's got the different colors and it's got the artwork
2: in there and that's that's just really cool to like look at and and they're humorous where when, yeah, I, when I when I see the heavy factor and I know that I'm like uh, I'm putting pollution, you know, right next to the suburbs because, that's, right. you know, it's what you have to do to keep the, right. you know, uh,
0: <laughs> keep profitability up.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel a little evil dictator ish, but in yeah uh, castles there, there's a lot of humor in those rooms and that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Like the
1: mold, like I think, I mean the dungeon rooms I think are by far my favorite, like the basement <laughs> rooms. You have like the mold room, which, which is just a great picture, but then you have like stuff that's like the torture chamber, the pit. Which okay, is just, like yeah. which, like does not make any sense within like that game in general. Yeah, like it's such a lighthearted game, and then you have these really awkwardly mean spirited things kind of coming out. Yeah, but then you have—is it Suburbias on a table on one of the tiles?
2: Yeah, in the game room. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which and is fucking
1: werewolf.
0: great. Right. I uh, I think I, uh, the components are the same in both of them. They're they're all just cardboard. Yeah. All right, so we all agree. I think Castles kind of has the
2: edge. Sure, really. uh, let's
1: talk about one thing really quick because I haven't done it. Is I played with the moats once. Rico, you, have you played with the mm-hmm. Suburbia expansion that has the uh,
2: – Yeah, it's awesome. How, is it's, it? It's awesome. It's way better than the Castles expansion.
1: The, okay, so that's interesting. So the moats, I I didn't I didn't do them. I thought they were constricting. I wanted to build my shit as big as possible. Did you you liked the suburbia component though? That adds this weird kind of diagonal to
2: it. Yeah, that's it this weird looking diagonal thing, and and there's like beaches and and different landscapes is what they add. They cost a decent amount of money, somewhere between seven and like twelve money, but they give you a bunch of income, and then they give you like a bonus as well. I thought that they were, I thought they were fun. I thought they made my city really cool. Um, nice. where, whereas the, the swans just felt strange. The hidden passageways in castles, like you can really kind of break the game with those. Um, if you combo those with a purple room, then you like score once and then you scored again because it's a, a hidden passageway and it like things kind of spiral out of control. So I'm not a huge fan of that one.
0: So you think, so you think expansion wise, suburbia has got the edge then for sure.
2: I do like the moats.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I like the modes too because you can choose to get that big combo of finishing them all, but you've now restricted to what you can only have inside. Um, versus I, I built, um, I built. You start with your one side. I built one side and then just kind of built off to the oh, okay. up, to the left. Yeah. Um, so that I could still get that bonus. Um, all right. So that so that's interesting. What's next? Now, what about the theme? Theme of the game. Which which theme do you like more?
1: I mean castles. I like it castles. way way more. Yeah. I mean. The, like we go through this, and it's going to sound like I like castles War, but it's it's probably a more it's a more fun game. Okay, it's way more fun to build a castle than to build a city. It it is, and even also, I've always is- dreamed about becoming a knight. <laughs>
2: Right. So. Okay. No, it, it's fun because he this this guy really did live out that fantasy that you have at some point in your life, which is to like be eccentric and to build castles, like to build the castle. Yes, a castle. absolutely. Like, he right. Actually, did it, and these rooms are all real. So part of you is like,
0: this is amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love. That. I think I think we all agree there again. It's more fun. It's more um, rich theme than suburbia, where you're building a little city.
2: Yeah. I know um, I know we're gonna talk about it when we get into like mechanics of the game, but I think the theme does obfuscate how complicated the game actually is. There's a lot going on there. And Suburbia by itself, it's when I think about Suburbia, I'm like, this is a lot more mathy, a lot more crunchy, you know, you're you're going past all these lines and then that changes your uh, income and population, blah blah blah. But there's a there's a lot of thinkiness, I think in castles as well that I seem to look past because the theme is so colorful and bright.
0: So you want to do that next? You just want to go to mechanics? Uh, yeah. So uh, I think we have covered everything else. We're at the five minute mark. I, I say we take this last five minutes to discuss the mechanics and the real the real meat of the game. And
1: this is where I see. I still think Sabruria takes it here with being more crunchy than castles is. And, and Alfie's argument is going to be about the way you connect all the rooms and, and stuff. And I still feel that that you have the opportunity to not only do more in suburbia in terms of variety, but you need to be way more aware of not only what you're doing, but what everybody else is doing as you're building your city. It's just so important that you, your combos score, and they're not going to score correctly if you're not in-depthly aware of everything around you.
0: To the last point about being aware of what other people are doing, I only agree insofar as you take those tiles that say for every airport period Mm -hmm. you get one. You know, you get a point for every airport period that's made. Then you got to look around and you're only going to take that tile if you glanced over and looked to make sure people counted.
2: But what 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 do you think, Rico? your options to i don't want to say screw somebody but to have that player interaction where you can take what they want or what they need in suburbia is limited to if you have enough money to buy it so it comes out and you're like that's a super tile that Alfie needs i need to buy it well it's up at the 12 so do i want to spend 12 million dollars to buy that right, right. Now or turn it into a moat uh, you know a lake or whatever mm-hmm. which still will cost you money if it's up there or You kind of end up not getting to take a tile. So, but in castles, I think it's more important to be aware of what everyone is doing because you can rearrange the rooms, right? Prices. And so now you're looking at every single player what do you need? And how do I price each of these rooms? Mm -hmm. I think it's important in suburbia. And I do think that it is still more mathy and crunchy, but that's to me not the reason why. I think I think you, you need to be more in tune to what everybody's doing in castles. Okay, that, for the reason of the master builder.
0: For the reason of yes, all right. So that's that's the thing is both games have a similar thing of you pay. There's a you know it's almost like an assembly line type thing of you pay so much to get your building in suburbia. It was the first game he did a bit of the between the two. As you buy a building, they all just move down it. In castles, you do have that master builder, and I agree. You absolutely have to be paying attention to what everybody's doing because if you know somebody wants a building and it's not gonna like shoot them up with points, but you know it's gonna really help them, you don't want to make it fifteen thousand if they are, they're only sitting with six thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta be thinking about how much do you, are they willing to spend on this? Yeah, and then that for everybody, and then what do you want? How much do I want to spend for whatever I get? Oh, people are going to be paying me, but are they? Are they actually going to pay me? And so,
2: and are they going um, to pay for the title that you want? So you have to price that one appropriately,
0: right? And so, I I feel like you know you have to. That's the part where that's more sometimes can seem like a crapshoot, even if you know you're paying attention. Um, But so you both have said we got two minutes here. You both have said that it's more suburbia is a more mathy game. Can you both tell me why? Because I don't agree.
1: I just think that the management of those tracks is so much more interesting. Um, than what you have to do in Ludwig like just if you manage those tracks expertly you can really do really well okay i you were lucky enough to not do that right
0: and you won yeah (laughs) and and that's so that's my argument against is I didn't go really high or really low on either track and and I won so the track didn't really matter that much to me as long as I was kind of consistent with it and I, I you know put up my money a little bit or Put up your victory point a little bit. I never really worried about it.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I always seem to worry about it a lot. And I, I view both of the, the two mechanics in in Ludwig as, as separate, and neither of them is too complex. One of them is pricing rooms appropriately, right, mm-hmm. to fulfill all the stuff that we talked about. So everybody buys it, and nobody buys what you want, and so on and so forth. And then the other one is comboing all of your rooms. Those are kind of separate and neither of them to me is, is too hard to do. Um, It is, it is a lot though, but in suburbia, it's like one, one big thing altogether. That's your, your underlying and overlying mechanic, which is just always managing those tracks and it's making sure you have enough uh, uh, income so that you can buy rooms that you want later. And then once you pass those two red lines that are super close together, you're going to hop back. So you have to make sure that you buy that third tile like that. it, It seems just seems more prevalent. Like it's it's always at the forefront of what I'm trying to balance. All right.
1: Um, okay, so that's pretty much
0: time. You yeah, we're, it. we're we're okay,
1: so out. Let's go. Of
2: let's go. Last last time. thoughts. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll go first. Um, because uh, so real quick, I think the math is the same in the games. I think you're doing simple addition and or multiplication by two. Um, it's I, I don't think either of them are hard. I think castles is a little more complex because of how you have to place buildings and certain buildings are gonna have huge combos, but only if you can place them a certain way and then can you get it in. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a more fun game. I think suburbia is actually, in my opinion, more simple. So if I was trying to play a simple game lately, I've been, you know, we're playing these big heavy games. So I want a simple game. I'm like, I'd rather play suburbia right now, actually, even though I have more fun with castles because I don't have to think so hard. So I don't have to worry about how I place things. So, you know, I think I might be the only one who thinks that castles is a more complex game, but you know, I, totally I, I, I do think it's, I think it's a more fun game. So that's, that's my final thought. I do think it's a more fun game, too. But
1: I think Suburbia is a better decide game. I think that, that ultimately the decisions you make in Suburbia have much more weight on the game state each time you make those decisions than any decision in Ludwig. I think grabbing those tiles is, going to, really affect, nice is going to affect your game far more drastically than any room that you buy in Ludwig on a, on a turn-for-turn basis.
2: So in, in Ludwig, if you buy just rooms because they look cool you're gonna have a good time you're probably not gonna really even have to take that many loans out of the bank but in suburbia if you buy the wrong tiles your engine comes to a screeching halt where you are losing money and losing population and you're like this sucks very quickly so i would that's a really good point
1: thank you i literally like I was trying to like, like, like voice my mm-hmm. my opinion for a while in my head, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That's the point I want to make." Mm-hmm. Is that each decision is more important? I think it's
2: suburbia. Right. I, think, I think you nailed it. I think that's good.
1: Sweet. I love. I love cool. that. That's great. All right. It doesn't matter that we
0: don't come agree. To yeah, agree. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. I thought it was. So uh, next a time,
0: culture of root crafters. Yeah, we could maybe do that. Yeah. What do you guys want? I'll I'll send you a list. I have uh, like fifteen nice. different pairings.
1: All right. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few moments here. So how do you take care of your games? Uh, so what, what um, really s- struck me on this is I've been thinking about it a while, but Buzz came back one day and he, he, he had said that he was playing Dominion with a friend and he was shuffling his deck. Like, normal we'll shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. And his friend was like, whoa! Could you not bridge shuffle my cards? That's really loud. Because he was really was
2: loud It's going to be a pain ass to edit that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah You're ouch can we just skip so, to the next topic now <laughs> uh
1: so and to, to which i said like, like 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 i've never been at the point where i don't want anybody to bridge shuffle my cards so that kind of brought me to the thing of like well i mean how do how do what are the different ways that we all care about our games i know for instance you like i, I don't like i rubber band all my cards
2: yeah me too
0: Oh and I I I don't rubber band any cards. I don't like rubber bands. One, I feel like rubber bands are really dirty. Um two, I think it bends the cards.
2: I mean it, it can if you use like this.
0: <laughs> and I'm not, yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not going to be like I'm not going to be telling people like, "Oh, you should rubber band like do whatever you want with your own game." I just I don't and that's kind of my reason. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a right or a wrong thing. It's just a personal preference. You know, obviously as, as this is going to be but yeah. So I,
1: that got me interested in, like, how what are the different ways we care about our games? Now, I have certain games that are r- rare-ish. Mm-hmm. Even with those, I'm not particularly uh, specific about the care of those games, other than, like, don't do something stupid like bend the cards.
2: What's interesting right. is, is that some people are really um... – protective about like writing on games so if you have just anything where you you have to it has like a score pad or or a, mm-hmm. a legacy where you actually like write names on it and people don't like to do that i'm thinking of Shadowrun run crossfire that's another one people get angry yeah. they, they really don't want to like write permanent stuff on there that's funny because you viva java dice that you have is is semi-rare there's only really been one printing of it and no one's been able to get it for a year now but the, yeah, it has – everybody plays with just disposable pads, and once that runs out, the game um, – the game doesn't run out, but you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to have those pads yeah. anymore. That's, mm-hmm. that's interesting.
1: For the same token, like, uh, like, Tragedy Looper is the only game where I – and that's almost just as a player tool, is I have those extra – Things that I printed out myself that we can write on and then throw away rather than – it comes with kind of lists of things Mm -hmm. they are, one, not as good and, two, I I, I would prefer that you don't write on those. Right. But like
0: shuffling cards, I've never cared. Do you guys – I I I will always try to like now ever since I mean this six, seven years ago to learn how to like bridge. Yeah. I'll always do that because I, I don't want my cards to, you know, be totally no, but, the, but
1: but like, plus his friend didn't want him bridge shuffling because he thought that was gonna bend the cards.
2: Well I mean so I, I, I can't speak for Dominion, but I know that any games that Upper Deck makes, all of the legendary games, they I don't know if it's the right word is chip, but it's like the edges of the cards, the paint literally falls off on these cards. So all of my legendary cards are, they they're damaged just from regular shuffling. So maybe that's why he didn't want them to shuffle dominion. But I mean, I I know that. So that would be, if I cared, I would definitely be like, don't shuffle the cards because they fall apart. Like that'd be the first thing I said to somebody, you know what I mean? Not scream in their ear. Like you did mine. Um, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> there you
0: go. That is that better? Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, you can even go a little like, whoa. 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 Yeah, whoa. there you go. Nailed it. Penis.
1: <laughs> so I guess what it comes down to is, is are you guys worried about your game staying mint or near mint?
0: I want to say no, because this originally crossed my mind when uh, there was something on, Quinn's put up on, um, Shut up, sit up. Shut up and sit down. It's about different types of um, like players, how you deal with you know um, annoying people. Oh, different things. One of them is like people who like ruin stuff. Or I thought and It's like he made a great point of like you buy things, you know, for a certain amount of money, and then you just throw it away. Mm-hmm. He's like, but then like your game, it's like keeping them like oh, you know, it has to be in this pristine condition. And at the end of the day, I do like I don't like like dirty things that are nice. I don't like when they're dirty. I'm not gonna wear a shirt that has stains all over it. I like when my game, I'm thinking of right now viticulture, which is a nice game. Yes. Um, I don't want I don't want the cards ruined. I don't want everything. But if something happens, if you spill beer on it, I'm not gonna whine about it. I'm not gonna be like, right, man, Rico? what are you doing? Like I'm just at the end of the day, like that's a story. Whenever we play above and below, I'm gonna remember <laughs> Zach spilling the scotch all over the board. Oh, yeah. Man. So some of those, like some of those like the cardboard tokens of the different villagers or whatever are like kind of shriveled up a little bit and like yeah it's so some of the some of the like the coins and stuff and that's well, i'm always going to remember that and so like that's almost a story
2: that runs with the game now that's interesting a lot of people sleeve even the little tiny mini cards in games
0: and i'll i'll never sleeve card i'll never sleeve it yeah i'm not going to sleeve a game
1: i, I mean I, I literally sleeve this cuz i had to yeah it i know i'll probably sleeve more you sleeved paperback which is ridiculous i sleep um,
2: i haven't i have not played with it sleeved and that's the only thing i have sleeved so i mean
1: which is why you haven't played with it because it's sleeved.
2: well uh, I also,
1: yeah above
2: I it, above, no
1: above what was gonna be my example too of like wow like yeah i'm always gonna remember seeing that
0: doing that yeah but but at the same time that doesn't i'm not i wasn't mad right it's it's don't be don't be like grossly but negligent or yeah, like don't like don't you guys not care like, for like but if an, an accident happens or something like
1: they like do like barbecue sauce and like food on my right. board but you spill a drink fuck it fucking happens we drink a lot at game night so i need to be aware of that
0: yeah, yeah. don't don't try to don't be bending cards
1: but what did, what did you what did you ruin oh tragedy looper you spilled i think on the same on the first night
2: oh there you go on the one you just said don't fuck with this one <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> We got ten seconds. to we have Rico? You got some thoughts? My 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 statement has always been that uh, if a game that I care enough about gets ruined, then that means that I care enough about it to buy it again.
1: Okay, okay, that's a that's, that's a, a decent yeah, thought. Yeah. I like that. Sweet, we can end on that. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's go to so the next one. Is can bad component components ruin a game? Now we've talked a few times about good components making a game better. Right. Can bad components have the opposite effect?
2: That one's really hard.
1: Okay, so I'm, let, let, let me throw in a couple of examples. Agricola originally came with cubes, right? Yeah, cubes You can now buy it with, discs. with the actual wheat, the mm-hmm. actual, like, the converter components
2: when you guys talked about grand your hotel one of the big things you talked about or spent a large amount of your time on was how awesome the components were and yet yeah. components in grander than just the cubes that it comes with because it's sure. beautiful artwork and, awesome it and all of that and and i don't think cubes necessarily
0: i don't think of cubes as bad components when i think of when i think of bad components i think of Cardboard chits.
2: Yeah. So, straight
0: little cardboard chits. So, then let's go to the cardboard
2: chits in Trickyrion.
1: No, let's go to Orleans. What card? Orleans offers wood components, Mm -hmm. or you can get little cardboard chits. I've only played with the wood components, and in my head, I don't want to play with the cardboard chits.
2: Yeah, it looks terrible.
0: Um, the way I look at cardboard chits, you have different quality of cardboard chits. So like you say, Tricerion, absolutely cardboard chits. Those are pretty decent. When I think of cardboard chits, I think of like old war games where oh, okay. it's, gotcha. they're, they almost think they, – they even feel just like grimy almost and like rough, like sandpapery. They're just well, like, chinky uh, little like, like things. Like the prototype that we
1: played where the, the, it's almost falling off because you're touching it too much. Yeah.
2: So and what, about, what about cardboard standees? I've got a buddy out here who – He's like, I really liked this game and now I just can't play it because I have so many games with awesome miniatures. He doesn't I don't see
1: I don't like cardboard standees. Anymore. but let's go with cardboard standees and talk about betrayal.
2: Betrayal and maybe Dead of Winter, which besides the cardboard standees, has really, really great components, but then also betra- has like hundreds of cardboard standees. It's weird.
1: betrayal has these uh, clips that go on your on your player that slide back and forth and they're notorious for one, not staying in place like they're horrible.
2: I, I think that that game is the only example I could think of, of one where the components are in the spectrum of bad enough that I am like, eh. Like
1: they just don't, they don't stay. If you can think about moving your health up and down, sure. and then
0: picking it up and having it slide, okay, yeah. So it's too loose. It's
1: it's just literally it's just bad. All around bad.
0: The the only two games I can think of that I played with uh, standees. One you said Dead of Winter. The other Orkham Horror. Yeah. You um I I'm fine with standees. I uh like as opposed to miniatures. That yeah. I'm totally cool with standees. That's that's fine. I don't want that to be. That's not something I, I want in a game necessarily, but I don't look at that and look down
2: on it because it's not like cool miniatures. I agree. I, I think that they kind of made the art style work for Dead of Winter and the standings.
1: Absolutely. And, and they mentioned on the Black Hat podcast that they had the option to do miniatures, but they chose to, to do cardboard standings because of the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about maybe on the other side. So on Orleans you have the Wooded Resource Tokens.
2: Yeah, I do. But
1: you choose to use the Chips.
2: Yeah, they just don't have like, the, they just look, it just looks like a wooden blob, you know, it doesn't have- Yeah,
1: like, so like, in, in Above and Below, stuff. I have the Wooded Resource Tokens, which I actually use, mm-hmm.
0: but to be fair, some of them don't look like what they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, they they look like the pictures, but they don't- they But like if I was like, but
1: if I hit paper, paper
0: and, yeah, yeah. If I handed it to you, you'd be like, what is this? Yeah, I thought one was like a, the type of rock in its paper because yeah. it's just like a, a slant thing. But all right, so think about the flip side of do you want to bling out your games or Hell are you fine yeah. with – OK. <laughs> so if given the choice, you would take the Converna components over the yeah. Agricola components, and like again, the maybe. shape of wheat, the shape of pumpkin, things like that. Yeah. See, but then – I, I would too for a great club, but then for Brewcrafters, I wanted to
1: back that thing.
2: I did. And, did you? <laughs> yep And for I Grand Pro- Hotel,
1: <laughs> I probably still would just for fun, but for Brewcrafters, it makes sense to use cubes because of the design of that game. Those cubes fit on that
2: board. Yeah. These these things will fit on the board too.
1: No, bigger bigger resources will fit on that board as well. Okay. Dude, you you've tried to fit eighteen resources on that board and it's hard to do it with the cubes you imagine something bigger
0: yeah all right fuck you guys well uh, so that's that was a lame excuse are you are you but and so you're willing you're willing to pay for the blinging out i would absolutely pay for the blinging out if it
1: made sense i i i would pay for the brewcafters one but i get why they chose the cubes in the first place okay like i feel like they probably could have gone for that right i
2: don't so, think so i th- i think that there's a there's a cost behind all of these, and no, for sure. But there's like the reason why Caverna costs hundred dollars MSRP.
1: But they talk about like like I think the they fix. talk about graphic design, and they talk about oh this will fit on that. When we look at these components we're looking at for Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they design those power tokens so that fifteen can fit on the card. Right. There's thought into those cubes. I
0: I, I agree. Um, I think for me, I would rather have Caverna. $40 cheaper and just have cubes and wooden discs um, Then have – I don't need this whole um, – I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it numerous times, the death to the wooden cube. Um, we played Viticulture recently. I don't need all those different types of things. If you can make the game significantly – I'll say significantly cheaper, and you can't. But if you can make the game significantly cheaper by not doing that and just giving me
2: more basic stuff, I'm all for that. Okay, because- so that's, that is an excellent example because you can get all of these structures in viticulture, but when you have them, they just kind of exist on your player board. It's like, now I have a trellis. Right. What, uh, and now right. I don't know what that even means, but beside the point, you know, and then you get like, you get a medium cellar, which just looks like a large table. Mm-hmm. And, and so you get these like upgrades, but you don't do anything with them. It's fun right. to collect the vegetables and the grains and, and the cows and the stuff in Verna in, in and Agricola or whatever, because you're using it every turn and you actually mm-hmm. can do stuff. But in Viticulture, it just kind of like sits.
1: I completely agree with that of I love the meeples in Viticulture, but they're kind of just there. Now, all three of us spent quite a bit of money on the collector's edition of Scythe, which has the most absurd realistic components
0: yeah, and and I mean, and so yeah, you pointed that out to me before when I we were talking about this, and I and I said, one, this is the only game I'm ever doing that on. I've never done a Kickstarter before. I probably won't in any time in the near future, in the next few years. Until still, like, does another one. Until that's I don't need it, and I think that's the way I look at it. Is it's cool. It is cool. Uh, Caverna, absolutely beautiful stuff. I'm happy with Agricola's components. So I do like I like good because they are they're wooden. They're not. Cardboard chits. I would always prefer wooden tokens over cardboard chits, but I don't need the crazy, cool-looking, realistic-looking, you
2: know, meeples. I like this this thing that Gloomhaven did. They gave you the option to either get a miniature or cardboard standees. I thought that was really cool.
1: That was was really cool. All right, let's finish this really quick. So, yes or no? Can bad components ruin the game?
0: Yeah. No. Uh,
1: I'm with you on betrayal. Is the one example where like that's.
2: absolutely annoying enough that it would influence me i just don't think that wooden cubes are bad i don't think i I don't i don't think
0: yeah i i I agree with you um yeah but i i think you had a great point trick though that's got chits all of place. and that's all it is you you have the amber and that's the only other thing um i guess your your people are wooden things but other than that like then that doesn't hurt the game at all for me it would maybe help to have nicer ones i'll say that But what though? Can you imagine like, like cloth and like locks? I guess they do have weird ones like mirrors and stuff. But (laughs) yeah. All right, so uh,
2: I'd pay to get tiny mirrors.
1: Bunch
0: of tiny mirrors. Me too.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, Kickstarter. I would pay for tiny mirrors. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's go on to the next one. Ready? Yep. Does the footprint affect your enjoyment of the game? Is larger worse? Is smaller better? Is this? relative i imagine um, it's relative
0: yeah i will uh, start off i want to say with a new game if you set up a game and it takes up uh almost the entire table that is can be overwhelming
2: we're all i think it, and then you set it up you're like this is this game that i love in all of its glory you know and, and that it's a, right a, a, kind of a fun right game.
0: and so I, and i think it also depends on um you know the the type of game length so we mentioned argent right it's yeah. a great example of a game that takes up a lot of space even Trakirion, Trakirion takes up yeah, the entire a table i'm like squeezing my you know my player board in and things like that um i love Trakirion. i really like argent and so footprint maybe is less so a variable than stuff going on so maybe not okay like space okay but, okay okay but the, so yeah not like cuz the surface less, area but the volume really in going my mind
1: than argent yeah. Arguably, Absolutely. I, I bet you. I bet you. We went down to in you know, there There's spells and legendary spells and artifacts.
2: Yeah. And yeah. this and, and there's so much text to read.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then if you carry on, There's a lot.
2: Yeah, but, but it's probably yeah. yeah Less take up awful. the magician powers. It's relatively straightforward.
1: We've never played with those actually. Good.
0: Which magician powers? Exactly. Okay. Um, so to take okay, it to,
2: the, to take it to the full extreme, have you guys ever seen Arkham Horror with all of his expansions?
0: Well, we played it with. I've played it with the two expand two two board expansions. Oh, you were plus here, you
1: were here for that?
0: That was the first night I played with Bus. Yeah, was it? Oh man, I'm jealous. That was a lot of fun, by the way. I yeah. liked that. That was a great game of Arkham Horror. Elder Alfie was here. Yeah. Lady Wasman was here. Oh yeah. Um, we had a six six player. Yeah. Why weren't you here? Oh, he was already gone. That's right. You were caught cool you left us um so yes i i played that and it it takes up all the space all, uh, all, I, the, all the space
1: i thought that was great um i was bummed because we never there was something with king sport that never happened okay like something happens like you're supposed to like roll another set of dice and it then it, it didn't happen
0: okay Seven
1: minutes but, I, 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 but i i but but i
0: liked it right I didn't get hurt. But so, what did that make you think of? Because uh, Arkham Horror itself, base game, huge board, right? Yeah, with a bigger board, I was playing. We also, more, like right? multiple sets of cards that yeah. you need, and the cards are, you know, the stack is, you know, four inches thick. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge proponent for like Orange just kidding. Or, oh. Yeah. So. So uh, and that and that is like you love Argent because of all that's there. All that's yeah, And I'm like, there's no reason to have all of that because. You're not gonna play the game 50 times. You might if you only have a few games, but I only have a few games in comparison. Okay, so, so the
2: consensus that I'm getting here is that bigger is always better.
1: No, no, I think that it's relative. Give me so let's relative talk about,
0: about small. something that's
2: too big. What 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 have well, you see, played? I think,
0: I think Arjun is. I see, think Ar- is. Arjun I think there's too, too much big.
2: going on in Arjun. Do you for if Benz is there anything for you that's too big? It's too much.
0: Okay. But not footprint.
2: Yeah, that's that's not really a footprint though.
0: That's it's true, it's true. It's that's true. That's just components in general. Too many theory.
1: characters. Because you have to decide what to play with. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I not that I've played with yet.
0: Interesting. Okay. Possibly but, Heroescape. No, no, no. Not for me. Like you yeah, could build awesome. theoretically build too big of a thing to where you never see each other, which you know, we happen to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, but let's talk about let's talk about it's too small. Let's talk about really quick the right. tiny epic series, small. which you have mentioned, and I think a lot of people talk about like those games in specific. Those could be full size games.
2: Yeah, some of them are too.
1: But for whatever reason, they decided to make them smaller. Like Tiny Epic Galaxies, I think could actually be a full size game, and mm-hmm. I think it almost hurts it slightly for it to be so small. They get away with trying to be in a filler box. But they've given you a better game than a filler, but it's not as good as a full box. And the game takes as long as a full game. The game yeah. takes over an hour. Like Galaxy's, like specifically, like that could absolutely be in a normal box with normal size components. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I liked your comment about Loop Inc. Where you said you thought that probably was a tiny epic game that they decided to make full size. I do. Which I think is super interesting. And I don't think that hurts the game itself, but it's interesting that well, why that one specifically?
0: I think I think Harbor's a great example of a game that has a tiny, very tiny footprint. It's not when you look at that game, there's there's a lot of like cool stuff going on in it, but it's not overwhelming when you like you look at it and you're like, all right, this is a small game. Yeah. And, but there's enough like cards, enough different like types of buildings in there to where it's not quite a, like a filler game and there's a lot of replayability there. I think a lot of times when you see small, you think filler and you think, oh, it's a 10 minute game, 15 minute game that isn't, you know, it'll be
2: fine. I think that's a good example. The small is really cool. Okay. So, um, I, I, as you guys know, I have not played Harbor. Right. Is Harbor trying to be Lahav or trying to be Agricola? Or does it succeed in being its own small version, a compact version of a Euro game?
0: Yes, that game absolutely does not need to be a full that that game is yeah, not a full size game. Yeah, you no. don't. If you had big boards, that would be too much. That's what those other games miss. I think.
1: I, I totally agree. I mean, I have a handful of his games. Harbor is my favorite so far.
0: Yeah. As much as I want a SSD, harbors the best. Yeah, so I think I think just size I think it might also depend on the game. For Binge Stars, when you get all those tiles out, that takes up a ton of space and you have all your miniatures and you, everything's going on, we're taking up the entire t- literally to the edge of the table. You know, we had stuff going and so but that works for that game because that is an epic battle. Okay, yeah, so like TI3, we had that so, whole table filled. So games games that are huge games that are they have an epic feel to them. We are just talking about these tiny epic games that have an epic feel. It's okay to have these huge boards. But um, we mentioned before the podcast Fields of Arla. It's a two-player game. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like I've only – I've seen pictures. It takes up a huge footprint. That's a two-player game. Like that's awesome, dude. Is that <laughs> – <laughs> so you love that. But I feel like that's too much for a two-player game, you know, unless I only had one person and then,
2: yeah, give me – as big I, as possible for that i played it two player and i had fun two player i love that game solo it gives you so much to chew on just to like sit and and think your way through it it's a really fun puzzle so you like bigger is better for the most part for the most part yeah i think so
0: yeah i think we all kind of agree with that yeah we like bigger heavier games
1: yeah yeah uh the one outlier i want to bring up before we move on i think seasons is really interesting because when you set it up there's not a whole lot going on you have like that that disc in the middle and you have like a little player board it's just pretty small it's one of the most player boards yeah. but then as you build your tableau by the end of the game your guys just ta- have it's it's maybe not the whole table but it's a lot your tableau is big right. and it just grows and grows and grows Alright, so moving on to the next one we have does owning the game make you like it more? So uh, this came up a lot because we played Euphoria and Viticulture last week
2: uh-huh. and then
1: the week before I think we played Suburbia okay. and Castles
2: which is no great because we, we, we debated Suburbia and Castles tonight and you guys fell on the sides of the game you own which I love. Exactly,
1: and then same thing with Euphoria and Viticulture I think Euphoria is a better game is it because I own it? And at, the, I, at that point, is it is that
2: wrong? Not if you acknowledge that. But uh, see, not I if, Not on. If you say that, like I think I've got a bias. I think I have an owner's love on this game.
1: But then I feel like my my vote is almost not worth anything.
2: Sounds like you got some shit to think through, man.
1: <laughs> All right. So actually, do you you own both Euphoria and viticulture? Yeah. And suburbia and castles. That's right. That's impressive. You like viticulture more than Euphoria, right? Uh-huh. And you like which one did you follow for Suburbia and Castles?
2: Mm, it depends on the player count. I like okay, Suburbia better. I like Suburbia better at two, I like castles better at three and four. Okay, okay.
1: Cool. But so you think absolutely if you own the game, you have a bias.
2: Yeah. I, I have yet to see... Actually, the only person that I've ever seen who doesn't have a bias is the guy out in, here in Connecticut who runs the game store, but that's because he owns every game.
1: Because he owns everything,
2: <laughs> yeah. Other um, than that, I've always seen a bias, and, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist in myself. I think it does. I just have seen it everywhere.
1: How, how, I, I just don't even know how I would go around to rectify that, where I could take out my bias and judge this game objectively.
2: Well, I I've, um, you, I I've seen you be really protective, bent over games as far as house ruling goes, um, and, and your opinion of the game. But you're you're not quite the same way. If I if I pull out a game and I say, hey, you know this this aspect, this module, this thing, I don't like it. Like I'm gonna pull it out. You're like, all right, fine, because you you expect that uh, I own it and I know what I'm talking about. And s- okay. if I if I were to say, hey, I played this at a friend's house and I don't really like this module, like, let's not play with it. I think you'd have a different reaction if it was one of your games.
0: For,
1: yeah, absolutely. And
2: I, think, good, yeah.
0: I, think, I think that's a good that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I feel like... So I don't buy many games. You both um, buy more games than me. So I buy games I know I already really like. For the most part, I don't... I can't remember last time I bought a game that I had never played or didn't know something about, like, a lot about it, because... With limited money, you know, you just want whatever is really good uh, that you know to be good. You want sure things. <clears throat> I feel like you you tend to defend your games more if somebody critiques them and to to the point where at times I'll I'll be the first one to say it seems totally irrational. You know, people's thoughts on games, and I'm like, how do you honestly like honestly feel this way? Because for me, like, I don't see it that way at all. And so, you know, euphoria you love euphoria yeah and that's fine I'm not gonna tell somebody what games to like I don't agree with you on things that I consider like objective analysis of it okay like the way things work uh, um, randomness or whatever or you know we talk about the thematic aspect of it uh, and you know whether or not the the way
2: the game plays is thematic or whatever a game that I think is Pretty decently mediocre, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in that its average is compounded, and I think that if I had brought compounded over to you and we had played it, you'd be like, "That was a cool set collection game with a really awesome theme," and I think you would leave it there.
0: I think but, that's how I feel about it.
2: But I, but I, I heard you like really espousing some love for it, and I think that might be because you you won't. yeah I it could be I and, yeah, I,
0: I, I, be. and I and I, I think compounded is good because I I do like compounded, but. Uh, I think it's a small game with not a whole lot. You don't have to think a whole lot in that game. Yeah. And and I, I I've been saying recently, I think it's much easier to make those games nowadays. I think it yes. used to be a little bit harder to make like good like not quite fillers, but I mean fillers. But I mean that game's not quite a filler, but that kind of lightweight game, a lightweight game. Yeah. A lightweight yeah. 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 um, is not a filler. I think it's kind of to the point where they're pretty easy to make. I think there or there are plenty <laughs> and plenty of good ones out there I, didn't, I think that's what it is you know media mediocre, mediocre i think is a good way to say it at this point because there's so many of yeah it's mediocre it's a, it's yeah. good but it's not the greatest game but you know what it, it like it's it's kind of fun yeah that's you know but yeah you did you did really like it didn't you
1: i thought it was pretty cool i like i like the social aspect that was a, much
2: more of a component than i thought it was gonna be was yeah, it great. yeah did you guys oh i
0: didn't see it as what's up
2: did you play with the, the big molecules?
0: We
1: did. And, yeah, we did. It we played with the uh, Geiger expansion.
2: Oh, I haven't played with that.
0: No, that was the only part that was social to me. The Geiger was, expansion? Yeah, and even then, we didn't really... We, tri- we and you traded. Did we? Yeah. Once? Twice? Okay. Mm, hmm.
2: shit. Twice.
0: But, yeah, All right. Is- <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, so I think it's... Um, I can look at a game like Mage Knight, right? I mm-hmm. I own Mage Knight. I really like Mage Knight. I think Mage Knight has some huge flaws. Yeah, I can see that. What's a What's a game I have
2: that I'll defend to the death? Very well sure. Game of Thrones second edition. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I, I, I. Do you guys see any games that I have that I defend to the death that you think that I'm like absolutely wrong and that maybe maybe it's not just your opinions, but like
1: yes, but not me. I love Keyflower to the death. They don't.
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I think I think Keyflower
0: is fun, but I think Keyflower is a good game. I think it's a well-designed mm-hmm. game. I don't even come
2: close to loving Keyflower. All right. well, that, that, that one's pretty universally lauded, though, so that – But but man hates are, it. Yeah, but are there any games that- – I'm trying
0: to think of I, – I, I almost seem to know, like, what you guys consider to be amazing games, I'm like – I, I think for me, Euphoria is uh, the the one that sticks out to me. Okay, um, and that's 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 for you, for you. I'm trying to think of like games you love that aren't necessarily like. Do you think you defend anything more than maybe you should? Do you think do you think you um give you justify or you excuse
2: certain aspects of games? I, Can you come up with an example? I think a while ago I might have, but uh, I think I've got I've gotten a lot better at at being okay with my game's flaws or recognizing that a game has flaws. And part of what has made that possible is I was already okay with giving my games to people, but now I'm okay with just getting rid of games. And I think before that I, I saw my collection as a permanent collection. Like this is what I have and I I'm going to always have these games. So I need to justify the money that I spent on it, the space that it's taking up. I had to, I had to do all of that. Now I'm okay with saying, "You know what? Maybe I didn't do enough research, or maybe it just fell kind of flat, and it's time to get rid of this game. Mm-hmm. And that has made it more possible for me to to recognize the game's flaws and just go
0: cool so I, I think by going that, think of games you have that either fall flat or people have problems with, but you still think they're really good. um, you know, I think of a uh, so I so thinking of that, I think of Fury of Dracula with Bus. Like yeah. Bus but Bus came back the week after and was like, oh, like I want to play it again. And I was like, okay, don't go listen to the next podcast. Like <laughs> because I didn't think he would want to. And so, but I, I understand that there are aspects of that game that 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 do hurt it. You can absolutely feel like you are just not really playing the game. Like you do your action, but you're nowhere near the actual action in the game. Um, and so I think I think you did can you get that. Feel, did game. you
2: feel that way immediately after? So that's that's the important part right there. Is you you recognize that now? But did you right after he disliked the game? Were did you recognize that or were you like, oh man, no? Crazy. I actually I, don't like this.
0: I actually thought of that for Elder Alfie because Elder Alfie never got to fight me. Everybody else fought me at least once. Yeah. Um, and he was never like he was always kind of running that um like the eastern. Uh, flank yeah. and he was kind of you know going over there making sure i don't get to castle dracula things like that and so for me it was him i was like oh i don't even know if he'll like this because he wasn't able to do too much but i think he appreciated the game for how it works and the um you know the nuances and complexities within it uh-huh. that he was able to like look at that objectively
2: but that probably helps them to have that example right there in the game you
0: know, i'm trying to think of something that i'm absolutely super subjective on Game of Thrones, I mean, people talk bad things, but that's still a pretty Is high ranked to game. 10, top 20? It's top 50. Okay. No, it's not top 20.
2: I like Robbins and Caruso. You guys don't like that. Yeah, yeah but that's, but like that's, top 10. that's a
0: top 10 game on Board Game Geek, so people generally really like that game. I don't
1: know, like, we love Seasons.
0: Okay. It's not a top 20. Yeah. I, I, and a lot of
1: people have a lot of problems with the scoring mechanisms
0: in Seasons.
2: Yeah. Just because. Uh, I. Because it's too swingy, or because you could get some. Because there's really so much strong cards that no one else could get.
1: Because there's so much like begging that needs to be done each turn.
2: Okay.
1: I really like Gensler Yang, but it's one of his least successful. Yeah. Uh, I really like Floating Market. I feel like Bus hates that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do really like Floating Market. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a meh, I think it's like like we were talking about um, whatever it was. I think it's a mediocre a compounded. I think it's a mediocre game. I just like
1: like just the dice is a lot of fun. I like the, yeah. I like the theme. I like the art on it. Yeah, I think I, like, I
0: think the dice are really cool, but that's about as far as it goes. And like, I don't think the actual like gameplay is
2: cool.
1: See, I think I think that's pretty fun. Like trying to get all this fruit.
2: And yeah. I, I think it's, I think it sounds like you're convincing yourself though. You're like hey, it. It's pretty fun. Like it is
1: like, but but I, I love the idea of like like the the sheer fact that Buzz has not received a single piece of fruit in two ti- in three times played it. But that sucks.
0: He's now played a game for probably an hour and a half, maybe close to two hours, totally and he has scored to zero. Two, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Think about that's how much that hilarious. sucks for. But it's but it's not when you're you feel like you are not even playing the game. When you are so bad at gaming, it's not even bad because he just doesn't get the right roles. He should pick better then. But okay, I mean, <laughs> they like all right. That's fine.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Kate I has really like. Case in point that the answer is yes, owning a game. Does I mean, that.
1: I really like Dragon's Gold. That is, I feel pretty polarizing. Yeah. I think half people love it.
0: Half people but do
2: you understand? You know, like,
0: I, I guess it comes down to do you understand why people have problems with your games? And can you recognize how that is totally legitimate? And I think that because if you can do that, then you are being objective, okay. right? Mm-hmm. That, that's you are being. If you can, but if you say like, you know what? No, like I still think this is really good even though it, when you can't understand why someone else your doesn't like
2: it. Better fruit, and I feel like that's not very yeah. Whereas, whereas I and recognize that I am a complete asshole when I play Dragon's Gold, and, you know, that's probably a damn good reason why yeah. some people don't want to play.
1: Exactly, and I did the same thing because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, for sure, floating marker. Obviously, I'm just making a joke, but. <laughs> I know. But I like that game. Like, I think it's fun. I, th- I think the fact that that can happen is interesting, which goes back to our, so- our same thing of, like, I like my Euros with a heavy dose of chance. Yeah. And conflict and red mages.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's true. Though chance and imbalance are different things, man. <laughs> I look it's at true. I look I look at euphoria as the dice are chance and the cards are imbalanced.
0: That's great. Give it all to me. Yeah, and so I I think. This will be a quick aside. We talked about Euphoria after we played it this past time with five players, and I, I think this is true because now I've seen you know lots of the different cards. I don't think any of the cards themselves, like that individual card, is overpowered for the game as a whole. But there are ones that are so much better than other ones, and that's what it is. There are plenty of good ones, even like very good ones, and then you have crap ones. And that's where it does get imbalanced. But I don't think any one card is OP. Yeah. But it can be within that game because there are crappy cards. Or they just don't turn it in. Mine, yeah, mine mine were abs- mine were terrible. Of course I was just terrible as a whole in that game, but um You really were. You know, um with with the chance, yeah, the, the dice in that game are chancy, but even then, you, there's always something you can you can always do what you want to do for the most part in that game. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's yeah.
2: No, remember, we, like, we always talk about like the luck part of dice. Why it's why it's okay to always fail at dice because you're taking your own fate into your hands and that's fun to do. But when yeah. you get dealt that starting guy in Euphoria who just sucks and doesn't do anything, that's almost yeah. unbearable.
0: Mine was, I, I, I yeah, like you just said, I pretty much gave up for the last like 20 minutes of the game because I, there was no way I could even come close to catching anybody. People were at like six and seven, and I had two or one. I think I had one. I think I got my second one later on. I had one, and I, and I'd forgotten some different like small parts of rules. Um, that I think it was just because we, I'd only ever played two player, it was never an issue before. Um, and so that, that was, that was hard for me to, to, to grasp that. And I was just like, all right, this, that's a game that I think is, is mediocre, and so it, it just it wasn't, like, a fun time for me. But I've Shots I've fire. played it before, and I thought it was a fine game, you know.
1: it's top 10 for me.
0: Yeah, he loves it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, like, way better than Viticulture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so uh, last topic
2: here. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so the, the remedy to this is if, if we just don't agree with Benz on a game, just buy it for him.
0: Oh, and then he'll like it,
2: right? <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> or any if there's any
0: games that's like aren't that good that he has, just like <laughs> casually steal it and toss it out, and then it's, it'll no longer be good.
1: Can you not touch Euphoria or City of Remnants though? Because like
0: Euphoria is like seventy dollars. I'll, I'll let you keep your first couple games. I definitely did. I definitely
1: did pay seventy dollars for it. And City of Remnants is out of print. Floating market though, oh, that I'm can
0: honest. go Loop ink, That can go like you know. You can't buy those in week. Re- I'll take looping. Can
1: you... You can take games that I can find in retail. You can't find Floating Market
0: or looping in retail. That's fine. You don't need to find it. Would you... That's the point. The point is that you don't have the game anymore. Not that you can go get it. Like, maybe, like maybe don't... Maybe the good... Like, maybe the good... Do not thing. touch Asgard.
2: Maybe yeah, the good well, follow-up yeah. question to this is would you... would you rebuy the games? Oh, that's good. See,
0: so, like, Euphoria, obviously I would.
2: Sure. But like it right now, if a burglar came in and, you know, took your copy of floating Stole all your games, which ones would you games? rebuy?
0: Because then, cause yeah, if you think about it, Oh, buying a $30 game, you know, we do that every week, but to say, Oh, now the money that you have, your, your limited budget that you're already on or whatever, don't have a job at the center
2: or no, 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 no you Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. No, no, let's go, let's go the full distance. Then your whole library gets stolen, but you get comped by insurance. Sure. Like a lump sum. So you can buy basically roughly, right, the yeah. same amount of games. Okay. Do you, like, do you like, go do you buy Floating Market again? Is it available to me? Yeah,
0: you can buy, you can buy it. At M- you buy every game at MSRP. You can buy a- – each game is available to you at MSRP. Do you rebuy Floating Market? Is this sure. Like...
2: No, no, don't give me a sure. This is like, yes, this is on one of the hundred games that I rebuy. Yeah, I would buy that. Wow. I don't believe you.
0: Okay. <laughs> would you, would you, okay, let's ask this. Would you rebuy all of your games? I'd probably have to go through there. I probably wouldn't rebuy... Maybe a few small ones? Yeah, probably a few small ones. Okay. Paperback, I absolutely would rebuy. But every, like, big game you have, you would rebuy? I think so. It's so a decent Yeah, investment. so the, the question doesn't work for me. It's a decent investment. If you can buy like half of your games, bullshit. <laughs> if you can buy half of your big games again, which ones do you take? No, but it doesn't matter at the end because the then you're just saying which ones do you like more, not which ones do you like. Anyway. So he would buy them. Also, the question doesn't work with him at yeah, all. No. I think I think you said it really uh, well, Rico. You're like, there are games I'm willing to give away now, justifying keeping them and that money. If you could get, how about this? If you could sell the games back for the exact price you bought them, which ones would you sell back to then buy future games or to, I don't know, do something more responsible with the money. I don't know. Giant monsters. So what? Die monsters. Yeah. I got it. For, I got it for RC. Would you? Would you sell back? Floating market. I like that game. No. Okay. Would you sell back looping? Hell no. Okay. I really like that game. Would you sell back Euphoria?
1: <laughs> Top ten game. No.
2: See, Arkham Horror Arkham Har's on my list of if I need some space, I might get. It. Yeah, like I, I,
0: I really like the game. I mean, that that is a cool game to play. and That's one of the few co ops I really like, but. I, I would I would be willing to 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 sell that back on um, in in the different expansions. Wow, really? Yeah, but if, I if I'm not going to play a game that much, mm-hmm. the, and I think that's also where I look at it. Of, I like playing games over and over and over again because that's how I first got into the hobby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, so yeah, I
2: haven't played Arkham Horror. Then. For me, if I'm
0: never going to play a game, like I don't need it. I don't I don't need a game on my shelf that I'm not going to play because I could play it. I guess I think that's the way I look at it. Just because I can play doesn't mean I'm going to. If I'm not going to play it, then mm-hmm. I don't need it. I can agree with that, but like I want to play all of those. So uh, coming into this last topic, I, it's almost it's hard to give just like a quick blurb about, but I want us to think about the kind of the mental state that we go into games with, of uh, competition wise. Any game where there's some sort of conflict directly. I want, uh, I want to think about who do you tend to go after, whether it's subconsciously or you consciously make the decision to attack somebody. Who do you go after? Do you go after the person who owns the game? Do you go after, um, if you played the game before, do you go after who won it the last time? Do you go after somebody who the game seems to be suited to their strengths? And so I want us to just look at, who do you tend to consider almost your biggest competition in a game? Maybe, maybe that's a maybe that's a little more uh, you know confrontational way to put it. it Who do is. you consider like your biggest competition in uh, you know a type of game? So I will start the timer now.
2: I'd like to say that uh, you know I fight the power and I I go after the Z-Man character.
1: <laughs> sure. God damn it! Are we all gonna say Z-Man?
2: No. Yeah. Right. But to be totally honest, to take the non confrontational answer it's that uh i i try and pretend like i'm not there i try and i try and blend into the shadows and i try and like avoid shit as long as i can
0: it's absolutely how i play games
2: yeah it's probably why i don't win but uh (laughs) i totally do
0: you have a much higher win percentage than i do do i Yes! I don't <laughs> keep track I absolutely don't keep track of it or think about who wins all the games. If we talk about an individual game, I'll be like, oh yeah, I won that. But or uh, oh no, like I didn't win that, but I don't think about who wins. Who won the SLA? I did. Who won Dungeon Pets? I have both times. Okay, all right. Two games <laughs> sick. Like Who won? hitch me, three times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I can think of things like I've, I've won Gloyang twice. I've won Dungeon Pets both times. You won so...
1: Castles of Burgundy? You? You, twice. No, I
0: didn't. Castles of Burgundy? I won Suburbia. Castles I did not win Castles. Castles of Bur- Burgundy. Burgundy, oh, Burgundy, Burgundy. Yeah, I won. <laughs> <laughs> both times, baby. Uh, but, I mean, you're you again, I can think of times I've won as well. We play a ton of games. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: I, I, I think ultimately I go after one. I'm with you. I, I, I don't like to turtle, but I like to hide a little bit while I figure out what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. If it's a new game. God, I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. I think you when you said you turtle, you do tend to do that in some games, but you will absolutely go after people, and you have no problem with that. I don't. I disagree. Really? Yeah. Or are you being difficult? No, no, no. Not being difficult. Okay, give me give me examples. Sell me on your position.
1: I, I, I think in, in a new game, especially one that has a lot of conflict, mm-hmm. I will try to stay back and figure out what everybody else is doing while pursuing my own objective. If that means attacking somebody, then I'll do that. But if I can stay back and build up my forces while I figure out what the rest of you all are doing... I'll do that first, see how you're playing, and then make my strategy there.
0: From there, All right? How does that usually work out? I mean, and I don't, I don't mean that in like a douchey way. I just mean like, like actually, like how, like, do you think that works? Or yeah, you feel like that works for me?
1: Okay. Uh, City of Remnants has by far been the least successful. Okay. I've played that three or four times now, cool.
0: and every time, pretty much been lost. The first game in of City of Remnants, I. Turtled. I didn't attack anybody until like the last two turns. Yeah. Me and Z-Man fought each other. I absolutely just built up my own wall and was like, all right, I'll yeah. slowly kind of push this, but yeah. if I can just get my own base, then I'm fine. I feel like what you said, Rico, I I tend to I would prefer if everybody left me alone <laughs> in games when I am playing. Yeah. And so I tried to do the exact same to you. Uh
1: Blood Rage. I, I saw a strategy where I was scoring those goals by not finding anybody. I ran away
0: from you. Yeah. Oh, you were absolutely running away. Like, literally. But to, but that,
2: yeah. You have, well, you didn't win, but did you come close? Yeah. You yeah. Oh, got yeah. second by 12 second, points. I was
1: in the lead the whole game. I run, ran away. Awesome. I was going to leave anyways, but I ran away that turn so that we, could, we didn't fight so they didn't, I didn't lose guys. Right. You just forced me to do something sooner. Yeah. I think if I take the active approach... It's usually
0: emotional. So it's usually Z-Man. Okay. Alright. there we go. This is this is what I'm wanting. This is what I want to hear. All right. Or it's who just wronged me the turn prior. And that's how I, uh, that's how I can be. I usually do that. If I attack you, it's because you just attacked me and are bothering me like in the game. You know, like he's being a nuisance to me. And so it's like, oh, like yeah. now now in Gates, I'm going to go steal one of your vegetables because you've been stealing mine. Even though I don't need to. I can take it from Bus. I'm going to take it from you because you've been doing it to me. So
1: in, in conflict <laughs> games where you're actually fighting. Yeah.
0: So in conflict games, when
1: I do that, where there's like war, that doesn't work for me. I've never ended up being successful by doing that. By doing the emotional By making realm. those emotional okay. decisions. Yeah, In then games, you lose your
2: fleet and you're screwed.
1: Yeah, and that probably – I probably didn't need to do that because it's not furthering uh, my the objective. objective of the of the game of what you're doing, In games doing, right? where there can be – take that, like loyang or Dungeon Pants, maybe like knowing that you really need a fucking cage, but I want it, so I'm going to go there first. And I'm going to put seven goblins on it. Yeah, I mean that – Tends to work better, right? But almost all the time in war games, if I make the emotional response, it 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 fails
0: horribly. I think I I think usually when you're making an emotional decision that is not furthering your objective in the game, that is always going to hurt you more than help you. Like you said, oh, I want a cage, but you want a cage too, and so you're going to go grab it first. That's not doing an emotional thing. That's saying. I know he wants it. And so that's, that's, I would just enjoy this a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Enjoying, enjoying like your win at somebody else's expense is totally like, I'm fine with that. I think of, I think of conflict games. I think I used to, when I first started playing, it would be like Z Man because you heard it was this, it was this like idea of Z Man was this like, like ominous, like brooding presence in the sky of like, Oh, he like always finds the crazy combo and he always wins conflict games and war. And then I realized he doesn't win more than anybody else. And like, I, I, I think if you actually look at statistics, I feel like he can, he can win things. He, I think he thinks outside the box. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think in most games that does not help you. I think we could start keeping a record and I don't think we would see him having like a significantly higher, you know, percentage than any one other person.
2: Yeah, because you would.
0: I don't think I would either. I think, I think all four of us would be within like a small section. I'm pretty sure I would least. I don't know about that. You've yeah. been winning a ton
1: lately. No, no, no. I, I, had, I had a good streak last year. It was awesome. Uh, but bus and z win went a lot. I feel like Bus wins a lot. Bus is a fucking good player because he'll he's aggressive, but then at the same time, he's not as aggressive as Z man so you almost go to Z man and let Bus do his thing. That's
2: like Forbidden Stars. He's so big, you like don't want to mess with him. Right. That
0: too, you're afraid he's gonna high five you. I don't think any one person has a monopoly on a game. Mm-hmm. Nobody has won a game like every day and we played it enough times to where it's not, you know, just fair enough, but I, I definitely think that we all have our own skills.
2: Yeah, okay, so, so Zeman's the most confrontational. Like, we can say that in basically every type of game, he'll find the way to attack you, and or, specifically bus.
1: Yeah, I, I think even more than that, he's, he
0: wants to do high-risk, high-reward. Yes, and that's I, I, think, I think he thinks outside the box. He like, looks for the big combo. Might pay off, might not. Like, Brewcrafters, like he took high high so point. many
1: loans, yeah. and he wins consistently.
0: High risk, high reward. I think a great way to put it.
1: Okay, um, what about you guys? Okay, let's go to bus. I think bus is extremely calculating. Yeah, he maths everything out. He is mathing. How does is he hold math- the
2: calculator? His hands are so. He's <laughs> mathing. I, I, know. Think, I think He's got bus, those like
1: he's got these huge fingers trying to hit. the <laughs> I think bus is mathing everything out and trying to do efficient gaming as possible.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's a well-oiled machine.
1: I think uh, you, Rico, are by far far the most devious.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty devious.
1: Are you? You, 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 I feel like you have this thing where you probably know more than most people about said game. When you play with us, ooh,
2: but when you play, when you play with us, when you
1: play with us, this sounds like when you play with us. So, (laughs) so you like, like? I think are you speaking to the gallerist? No, I think – sure, early I, on, did, I, think it, I did on that. No no, college, I, I, no, no, no. No, and I think Orleans is a good example I'll, too I'll where like it. it was obvious that you knew what the fuck you were doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that I tried to explain like these are the good buildings. This is how you call them. But, but,
1: this isn't this – isn't, you're, not, you're not doing anything like you explained the game well, but it's clear that you know the strategy – and you're just going for it, <laughs> really, at all. <laughs> Which I think me and you are adaptive.
2: Maybe.
0: Okay.
1: Well, I, I don't know. No, like I, you. No, uh, I'm adaptive.
0: So, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I am. So, um, Rico, I, th- I think it's interesting. And I, I think we all tend to do this. When you play the game and you know strategies, yeah, you're absolutely going to go at, what, what did Z-Man do when we played Russian Railroad? He went for the exact same strategy that worked for him the first time he played the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the exact same combo. Not like, oh, he kind of... The and he was like, "This is my only strategy in this game is to grab that," <laughs> and so it's like he knew that he wasn't going to tell Bus, who had never played the game, "Oh hey, this is a cool strategy." He wasn't going to tell me, who I played once but never saw that happen. Yeah. You know? Um, Did he win? And, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> God, it was so close, though. It was so close. It's super funny.
2: Wait, I um, mean, when I
1: say adaptive, I think me and you both enter a, a game trying to do different things each time. Yeah, I think we both adapt to situations. That's possible. Yeah, been yeah. above and below a handful of times. Right, I've always gone after something different. Sometimes I've gone after workers. I went after workers once. I went after buildings once. I've tried to do. A I ton did of the same adventures. thing kind of both
0: times. Did you really? God, you suck.
2: I I think it takes me. It's like yeah, one, yeah, one so, so. The third oh, like The first one, I feel like I'm just learning the game. Right. The oh I yeah, absolutely. I, I I had a thought that this could work, which is why I went with it in game one. Let me really. Right. I to do that again. And then in that third one, whether I won or lost, you know, that's when I go, all right, let's try something different.
1: I think that 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 when things get thrown into a game that shake it up, mm-hmm. me and you are better at being like, well now we've got to shift.
0: Yeah, that's that's that, that could be true. Z Man's still like, well,
1: I'm still gonna fuck you in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bus and bus is just like hates the game. <laughs> and bus is just like What's wrong with these but, dice? <laughs> wait, what do you mean clockwork doesn't work anymore?
2: Right. I, think, I love you, bus. You're just like I guess I don't uh, I'm all the way over here, huh?
0: You're
1: the one that made the game change,
2: right?
0: So no, so I think because you forgot um, to tell us the rule. Because I bought oh, an by, expansion. Oh, by the way on, on the seventh turn, no one gets gold except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're making up rules. So when we played the Galarist, right? You'd play the game how many times before you played with us? Like a couple, twice, twice. Okay. So there you do your third run. And you, I think you did a great job explaining the game. There came that point though, where you started going heavy on that international market Mm -hmm. and you understood that if you want to do well, like right, well, you probably need to grab some good stuff there. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that's true. And I, I think you explained that to us, but to really understand the actual impact of things,
2: you have to play the game. Yeah, right. It's it is hard. I know that I was, I was like, Hey, come on, guys. Come yeah, on. You need to put your things here.
0: And then shortly after that, bench, you start going on there. I didn't go on to the last like couple turns. I was like, oh, I guess I need to go go like but yeah, I think I grabbed a very specific one that I knew was gonna score me like some yeah. sort of points.
1: Mm-mm. Because uh, I knew
0: I've had enough games to
1: know like, wait, you said those are end game scoring right. points that oh,
0: that's huge. Right. But yeah, like I think that's a good example. When you, you say adaptive, though, I think of like you have to be adaptive in games. So that I think for me, it's like that, well, that's I think, a necessity. I think that's we're a... more adaptive than the rest of the team. All right.
1: I I don't think me and you enter each game with a similar strategy each time. I think me and you are more interested in trying new things. Yeah, that could be true. You, you only need to look at the way you approach card games to see that with you. Like what? All you want to do is make a fucked up deck that doesn't make sense to see if it can work. That's true. Like, it's absolutely true. So, in Magic: The Gathering. The best example is you want to make a deck built out of walls, which are low cost defensive right. features, but give them powers with enchantments like, like and other flying,
0: things. So they're flying walls.
1: <laughs> so that so that then, so I block
0: everything. So that
1: you can block everything, and then you've enchanted them enough that now they have abilities to when it's your turn to pee the yeah, character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I still not have the cards for it because the CCG system sucks. It doesn't suck. It's brilliant. Make LCGs. Same thing with, with GOT. Like, you're always like,
1: hey, I got this idea for a entire wolf deck. I do. I got this idea for hey, a – I, uh, I do get, like, random ideas.
0: I'm like, oh, like, I I, totally I make a, love,
1: like – I really want to make a Martell deck that's all about having sex
0: with the other person's girls. I don't – I bet. I never said that. I never came out of I love cool combos and things. That's one of the reasons – Uh, So we used to play Grick a lot with uh, with our family, me, um, my brother, uh, my cousin, us three particularly. We play the game a lot. Sometimes my sister too. And I love the way like different minor improvements and occupations like worked off each other. And so I spent the game trying to like play all these cards, like make just these cool combos that I never won because of that. But it was just like fun for me to be able to do something that I thought was cool. Like, I like doing combo stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, you see that in Steamworks especially. Like, oh, like I'm going to try doing this with this guy. <laughs> That's
0: true. Steamworks, I have taking totally different approaches each time.
1: Yeah. And I think Steamworks is a game that lets you do that with the different characters. Yeah. Uh, which, going back to Uve, he's one of the games where, like Converter especially, I've talked about it before. Is I kind of just want to play that game forever.
0: Yeah, just keep going after just turn keep, 14 yeah, or whatever. Just keep
1: building farms and shit and building yeah. more mines, and getting more donkeys, and letting the sheep have sex with each other and
2: it, is, it is what's what's hard about that is it gives you so much stuff that you do want to feel like you want to <laughs> play forever, but the game is actually so short that you have to have The strategy in round one, like you have, I'm going to buy these buildings and go for this type of strategy. That's pretty hard. You don't really know that you have to do that until you played it a few times. I I
0: think that's one of the reasons that that's a game that unless I sit down and start like crafting a strategy, I'm probably never going to like win at because for me, I think I think you like so like I go into games not having a strategy. Yeah. That's maybe yeah. why I'm willing to adapt more is because I don't go in saying, all right, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. How do you think how do you think you, you're a player? Well, what kind of player do you think you're Do you, you disagree with go?
1: us saying that you're devious? I didn't say you were devious. Okay,
0: let me
2: say that you're devious.
0: I think you're smart. I think you're clever.
2: No. Well I think <laughs> the devious I think the devious does play into that part where I said I like to be in the shadows, be like behind the scenes a lot of time. Like I will gladly form an alliance or be like, let's not attack each other and then just kind of bide my time. But and then wait. I, but then I'm, I am pretty quick to like win its most advantageous. I'll break that truce and, and just kind of go for it. Um, That's fair. I don't know. What do you guys like, think? I don't about? know if that categorizes my overall play style. Is this would
0: be a Buster walking to the fridge? No, I mean, we made a. I I made truces in almost every game with different people. Yeah, I know. People. You always are like um, –
1: and everyone's I, saying, I, I usually just I like, wink at Z Man
0: or I wink at Bus and I know like we got it like when they, when they smile when I do it I'm like all right we got it. Go. He's
2: never made a truce with me.
0: Yeah,
2: no, I wouldn't. Yeah, you won't you won't
0: enter into deals with me. Why not? It's also like I will never. You've never tried playing a game with Lady Wasman I'll never enter into a deal with her again because I know the first the first chance she gets whether or not it's advantageous or not absolutely getting stabbed in the back. It happened in Arena of the Planeswalkers – I that's all I had. That's a, that was a precedent, as far as I'm concerned. But you've it's, never tried.
2: With it's me. kind of amazing because most people will wait a little bit.
0: <laughs> what could I possibly said to you for you to not take my stuff in Gates Lo Loyang? I needed that. Pumpkin. Please don't. I absolutely told you. I need my pumpkin. I need my bean. Don't take it. And you're like, ah. And then you just throw it in your storage and keep it there for five rounds. I needed that pumpkin. <gasps> oh you obviously didn't because you didn't use it. I planted that shit. No, you didn't. So, I think uh, that's one game you've never made a choice with me. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Um, See, I absolutely just I just go after him. I was trying to like get around this, but um, I don't think you're. I don't think you're devious to what he said. Of like, you go into games and you don't tell people everything. <laughs> I don't think you purposely. Oh man. I don't think you purposely try to like undercut things so that you can win a game against new players. You know? I, would, I
2: would rescind my game teaching privileges if that's what I do. Yeah. See, I, I, think that, I, I think you're I honest hear, with it. I hear stories about people who do that from time right. to time. Right.
0: And I, I want people to understand. I've, I've used the example before of Game of Thrones where on the first turn, don't support, don't do defense, don't raid stuff. And you don't need to just sit there and gather crap like uh, consolidate power. Go – expand a little bit great you know i because i want people to know i want in my opinion the best game is a game where Everybody the winner has, has a point like is one point uh second place is one point behind them third place is one point behind them like i want a game that is so close and tight that you know it's just like the, the whole game you never knew what was going to happen that to me is the best game I I mean at the end of the day I'll go after anybody and everybody but for the most part I do try to just play my own game like yeah. especially on something that I consider a like a euro euro game where I feel like I'm just trying to build my own machine here yeah. and as soon as I build this machine the game should end right like the game's going to end after maybe I can get my machine going a little bit but the game's going to end in 10 turns I'm trying to build my machine so that I can be as efficient as possible and when people start messing with that that bothers me to no end, which is why I don't mess with other people's machines. I don't want to go and, like, steal some piece out of yours because, you know what, like, you were working on that. Let me just work on mine. Almost like a – it sounds it sounds so sad, but it's like let me play this game and you play your game and at the end we'll just compare score, you know? I like the way worker placement works with, okay, you take that spot. Well, now I can't have it. And that's mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I really like that because that causes you to adapt. That makes you think about, well, like, whoa, well, what am I going to do instead this turn? All right, so thank you guys for listening. This has been Drop the Dice. Uh, if you're li- You know uh, we never introduced ourselves. You never said like, oh, my East Coast course. Yeah, oh, you wow. didn't do any. I thought of it when we came back from the break. I was like, now nah, we'll go without it.
1: Oh, wow. I kind of totally. like
0: that. That's interesting. All right, thank you guys for listening. Alfie, where can they find us at? www.dropthedice.com. And don't we have an email address? Drop the Dice podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter
1: at Dice Shop. Those of you who followed me over the past couple days, thank you. I will try and make sure that my presence on Twitter is a bit greater. We're almost at like 45, 50 followers now. Seriously?
0: Are, are you a cool. Bots or uh, I don't think so. I'm one of them.
2: People looking so. for good 2016 Oscar coverage. That's, that's exactly
1: that's what
0: they're <laughs> looking for. The live
1: tweeting. Uh, did, you, did you guys listen to that? Did you guys – Read that. that I article? read it
0: afterwards. Okay. Yeah, was, I went back through my timeline and read it backwards after all the Oscars were over. So it was super interesting. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Alfie, do we have an Instagram too? Uh, I
1: believe it's drop the dice.
0: Nice. So you guys can follow us there. Once
1: again, thank you for listening to us. We'll be back in a little bit. Plus, why don't you take us out of here? This is R.C. and you're listening to Drop
0: the Down Dice.
1: Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.